back here with real news quarantine here day two of trump in walter reed hospital day two of the maga rally outside of walter reed like oh my god it's gotta be the highlight of this whole thing is the outpouring of love and support for the president has been amazing it shows you again just like in 2016 that people love trump they're not even cheering as rise like we love you it's a beautiful sight amazing stuff we have some updates trump even released a video when he was inside walter reed today uh showing himself for the first time really in walter reed and it was amazing how again this is all breaking through twitter really really cool stuff i'm gonna pull it up and you i think said phil that we have some pictures from ivanka mm-hmm. uh there's been a couple of there's actually been a couple of videos circulating around uh let's see yeah oh i see uh, don jr retweet the video yeah ivanka i see her picture jack basobiak is uh mostly jack basobiak's been kind of retweeting these pictures oh shit. Uh, yeah it, it's it's i gotta say it it's it really is impressive to see this guy working like he is like it's just fantastic yeah the optics from this thing have been amazing i mean you have the optics of him you know first of all getting the virus suffering like us but also working like us and he's working his ass off he is i love that one tweet from jack i'm gonna pull up too of that shows that trump literally is not stopping like Mm -hmm. there are no brakes on this train baby oh yeah yeah i see these new pictures from jack i'll pull this up on our fucking screen here we're gonna keep monitoring the crowd um outside walter reed as well like i said it's just amazing let's pull this this up so here's a picture that shows the president at his desk in walter reed is that the conference room you were referring to it's a tweet where jack says incredible and shows trump at like a round table sign stuff it looks like uh wait a minute let me let me let me see which one you're talking about here uh yeah uh so the one where he's where he's in his blazer that's that's his uh that's his presidential suite right okay that's his presidential suite the other one the other one where he's oh i see the got big his, table got his, yeah that that's the uh i think that's the cop conference room on that floor um look at him <laughs> that's amazing yeah. it's amazing and like just see seeing how hard he is he's working it's just incredible For and you know age. yeah like you know he he's got this thing he's got this illness that's taken people his age like off the earth and he's not only he's not only doing well but he's working hard for the american people like this is you know the rest of the world's looking at this going wow that's that's a leader um yeah i i like the video i like the video uh the last video that he had he looked looked pretty good um looked pretty healthy 
Um, I think uh, I think he'll be back in no time. He'll be back in action. He, I mean, he's still in action. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Just, I mean, this is a great picture. The one Ivanka tweeted out. That is a great picture. You know, you rarely see him with his jacket off. He always has the, I always call it the business Trump look, the business suit, you know, the full suit, the jacket, tie, everything. You rarely see him. I don't even know if there's very few pictures of him like this. Or somewhere he has it like unbuttoned and a tie off, but like that is amazing. Um, oh, Cernovich had an interesting post. He said, coronavirus is the ultimate trap for the media. It's lose-lose for them. Play up the dangerous COVID and dangerous Don comes back like a superhero. Play the risks down and the coronavirus panic ends. Trump wins either way. Checkmate. Look, yeah, he, I mean, I I feel like it's like the, whatever move they make at Trump, I feel like Trump has about a few steps ahead of him almost all the time. Like I, I don't, I almost, ne I never see him out of position, like out of, out of a, out of a position that's ahead of him. Like I, I just, it, he's incredible. And, and it's like, and he's doing all of this and, and like people have to understand how incredible this is. He's doing all of this with social media against him with the 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 news media against him with everybody like hollywood against him uh pretty much all of all of night night media um just so many people against him and he's still at least two moves ahead of him like it's 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 just something it's just something to behold. Like we're, uh -huh. we're we are witness we are really witnessing the greatness that is Donald Trump right now. It is it's him at even when he's as lowest, he's as highest. It's amazing. And then we have yeah. freaking seeks for Trump outside of I believe Walter Reed. I mean I've always heard Sikhs are some of the most conservative base people out there, but like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome seeing just the, the phenomenon of like, you know, you had like the Trump boat parades, but now you have the phenomenon of these get well, Mr. President, these support rallies all across the country today. And, and look, they, they mentioned on the news tonight, I think it was on Fox would be, of course, of all these rallies happening across country, people just just gathering, saying like, "Dude, we love you. We're we hope you get better soon. We're with you. We're supporting you." It's like you don't. If this was Obama, they would be CNN would be like, "Oh my God, look at what's happening all across the country. All these people are coming out to support Obama in this time of need. Americans are coming to get." They don't say that about this, but these people are all all across the country having a giant love fest. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so here's, um, like I said before, I, I used to work at Walter Reed and, uh, so a lot of the video that we have, uh, a lot of video they ha that we have is actually in front, uh, uh, like on, 
at Wisconsin Avenue, right? That's where the right in front of the gate at Walter Reed. Um, you the here here's something that gives me a little bit of a chuckle. Now, where they're at, uh, generally you have to cross the street. Like if you're trying to get to the metro to go to leave or to come to work, the metro stop is right across the street from where they're at. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're trying to get to and from Walter Reed, you're going to have to cross the street and pass all of these freaking Trump supporters with all the flags and all the like all the craziness that's going on out there. Uh, if look, if you're a Biden supporter and you're working at Walter Reed, uh, it, it's got to suck to be you right now. Like, <laughs> And this isn't D.C. This isn't like it's in. Texas or some super Republican area. This is mm-hmm. DC. Probably yeah. the most left wing little square in the entire country. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I just I mean, love it. Yeah, because like and it's uh, like the metro stop, you have a metro that like the the NIH first off, the NIH is right across the street. The NIH is right across the street from uh from Walter Reed. And so you take the, uh, to get to the Metro, you take the, uh, that escalator down and then to get to the Metro. And so you have a lot of these, uh, like, like, like you, you know how many people, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that work at Walter Reed because it's one of the largest, uh, med- medical centers in the world, like a uh, military medical centers in the world. And so you have like, all these people they have to they have to cross they have to pass this crowd of supporters on their way to and from work it's so it for me it's glorious i can't imagine being somebody that is like voting for biting or fucking hates trump that's trying to like get to and from work (laughs) like having to go to the metro yeah it's got to be painful it's got to be for them, but I mean, I mean, this is this is this is just it. It's it's the support. I mean, I mean, you need like you need to understand this is this is one of the most. I, I mean, it's one of the most polarized, polarizing figures. But like, where one person hates him, another person fucking loves him. Like, and so. That's where you have you have these big crowds and it's freaking it looks awesome. It just looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And um so it, I mean for me it's just you know it's it's just something that I like that that I I've I've been kind of enjoying seeing. Uh, I love how quickly it happened how spontaneously grassroots and natural was. It wasn't that sort of thing yeah. where it's like Oh, I guess we gotta do this. Uh, guess we gotta come out. Or hey, maybe, maybe in a few days we should do this. Uh, I don't know. No, it was like boom. People came out right then and there, showing their love for our president. I mean, it's great, and it's great to finally have that. You know, I'm glad yeah. with all the doom and gloom that CNN likes to throw at Trump. They make it seem like nobody in the country likes him. And anybody that does is too scared to show it. I love the boldness, the pride, the patriotism, the love, 
the openness if it if, if you feel more welcome in America as a Trump sport you know what I mean like mm -hmm. it just feels great yeah I like I mean I like it I, looking at looking at the video that's the um yeah that's one of the there's two entrances there's two entrances uh to the hospital that one oh they close they close that one off well yeah, yeah I think they usually do anyway because it's like it's a, like almost midnight so well, that one I think has been yeah, permanently closed for they'll, like they'll close off like they'll close off the what was that? Well, they normally they'll normally close like after business hours. I think they usually close the one entrance. Okay. Uh, and like that's pretty much for security reasons. They'll yeah. just like close off the. I think they the well right now, they're looking at the uh. They're 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 closing it off, and they have like police cars and stuff like that just to keep an eye on ongoing visibility for you know any any kind of weird activity that's going on but like look at the size uh, of that fucking flag yeah holy shit yeah that's a big flag and though they could make flags yeah. that big yeah that uh, that's impressive and being yeah being down there that's that's tall that is a tall flag because that that is a high freaking like well, that yeah like where that telephone yeah. or not telephone um uh traffic light thing is i mean if this dude's six feet that thing's easily 30 wait six 12, it's it's probably like 18 foot pole maybe 24 yeah, foot probably that flag's gotta be like 24 feet as well because it's almost touching the ground when it's drooping yeah. like right now yeah oh yo people came with pizzas yo yeah yo oh, there, yeah there's been a lot of people there's been a lot of people the last couple of days of uh that have sent their support. Yeah, like um, last night, those people from California sent pizza. Yeah. It's just amazing. I just love it. I, yeah. I don't know. It's so simple. But I just love it. Like, it's like a, like, like th this is the side you want to be on. This is the side you want to be on. This I is know, like right? nothing but love and like support and positivity. Um, it's like. I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on the other side. That's it's all negative and you know, like finger pointing and canceling and all, like that's we're starting to see that the only pot the the one positive that about all of this is we're really starting to see, like you were saying the last time, we're really starting to see the true colors of, of people of people as human beings. Like yeah. I mean, we're starting to see it. It makes things uh, more clear, you know? It kind of makes me in my head go, okay, love you, love you, fuck you, fuck you, you, and I don't know. Like, it's, like, it's pretty clear. And I'm going to try and find some of these tweets Jack was sending out, some cool stuff. But um, the other thing, too, is that Trump today, to give some medical updates, I had those up. Um, every night, the White House uh, physician... Uh, has been releasing statements and tonight's statement reads as follows the president continues to do well having made substantial progress since diagnosis this evening he completed his second dose of rendenzivir without complication he remains fever free and off supplemental oxygen uh, to add a little context to that there were talks that he was on oxygen earlier today or yesterday or something like that and 
That's apparently a thing that they always do with this, so it wasn't a big deal. But he's not on the supplemental ox oxygen now, which is a great sign. Uh, and he continues with, with a saturation level of between 96 and 98% all day. He spent most of the afternoon conducting business and has been up and moving about the medical suite without difficulty while not yet out of the woods. The team remained cautiously optimistic. The plan for tomorrow is to continue observation in between doses of remdesivir, closely monitoring his clinical status while fully supporting the conduct of presidential duties. In other words, he's yeah. still kicking ass. It's a good, I mean, all signs look positive. Like yeah, they, we expected they really that. Yeah, I, I mean... Like there, there's a there 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 were your you know you have your um your weirdos on Twitter that was like well how comes he wasn't tweeting as much over the last couple of days what well, something's going on they're not telling us and then that, like like you have uh, I saw Kathy Griffin say something on on Twitter like oh we he needs to transfer power now look how pale he is like oh, oh Jesus. Oh Jesus! Look, first off, okay, he's not going to look the same because he doesn't have access to the same White House like makeup, lighting, you know, spray tan stuff. I don't know. Like, look, he doesn't have the same stuff there, okay? But he looked fine. Like, he looked good to me. Like, I, I don't. There's no. And there's no need to really transfer power because he can do everything that he is capable of doing. He's capable of doing there. It's, it's not like, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, there's there's no reason. There's no reason why he would even need to do the transfer power stuff. It's not like he's uh, so functioning mentally. Yeah, he's not only functioning, but he's hard at work like it's like I, I i just it's just um you had fucking by the way you had rick wilson who's this rhino piece of shit he was saying something like oh for for you trump supporters i suggest i suggest watching a film the death of stalin like have you ever seen that movie? I have not, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a comedy-ish, if you want to call it that. But basically, how they were, they were trying to cover up the uh, Stalin. Stalin had died, and they were trying to cover up his death to try to keep peace and keep power and all that, like to prevent chaos. Mm -hmm. And so I, so I'm assuming that he was implying that like they were covering up the condition of Trump to try to keep things calm or whatever, but just what? What garbage, like, human, you know, what garbage human being. Yeah. And, um, to add more to the worker B that he is, Posobiec sent out a tweet today where he says, um, and I quote the Walter resources tell OAM, Quote, a big concern right now is that he isn't getting enough rest. The man doesn't know how to sit still. Lays down for 20 minutes at best until he's back up and pacing around, eager to get back to the White House. Second source close to the White House adds doctors are still concerned about his trajectory. 
Sunday's a target day. Holy shit, this he just the the train has no brakes. I mean, he's just still yeah. going. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I when I read that, that's like that's the best news you could hear. And uh, CNN would spin this as, "Oh, President Trump is not uh he's he's doing too much work and he's putting his own health and the nation at risk." I bet you he's getting I bet you he's getting way more rest at the hospital than he is at the White House though. Oh, absolutely. Even now. Even now. Like, look, cuz cuz they're giving him they're giving him all kinds of like, you know, look, they're giving they gave him the second dose of remdesivir, so he has like 3 days to go with the the 5-day treatment. And like um and they've also been giving him, you know, vitamin D, zinc, melatonin, uh, like like he he's gonna be good I, I i think he'll you know i think he'll be good on sleep i think he'll be good like look he, he'll be fine he yeah. looks fine he looks he looks good like i i i think everything everything look looks like it's good to go um did you see know. on twitter this is trending i i guess there might have been some fake news this spring before but says trump did not where a hidden oxygen tank while heading to the hospital, BuzzFeed News and lead stories confirm. Are you kidding me? People are thinking he had a hidden oxygen tank. Yeah, like these these people. Like, well, it, it's fucking BuzzFeed. Okay, let's let's just be real. Like it's BuzzFeed. Well, I don't know. If, it sounds like BuzzFeed was confirming that he did not have the oxygen tank, but they yeah. might have been reporting earlier that he was. I'm gonna look into this. Yeah. Um. President Trump, who was diagnosed with COVID-19 Friday morning, did not have processing. According to fact-checking by BuzzFeed. Wow, they fact-check. That's, that's, that's amazing. There's well, a conspiracy it, it, theory going around that claims Trump was wearing a hidden oxygen tank while heading to the hospital. Don't fall for it. Wow, even BuzzFeed is saying, like, this is a conspiracy. Don't fall for it. Look. Let's say NBC News. A tense situation has developed outside the entrance of Walter Reed National Military Medical Center between President Trump supporters and anti-Trump supporters. And here you have Jack Posobiec like, saying, no. literally, literally, I'm standing out here and we have no idea what you are talking about. Some trolls have driven by, but that's about it. Like, tense situation. Like, yeah, like, oh, some, what's, what's some fucking losers come out of their mother's outside the car as they're driving on Wisconsin Avenue? Get the fuck out of here. Mm. Yeah, I found this tweet about that. I, and that's the thing, too. I've heard from so many people that have worked for the president, have done events for the president, have been interns in the White House. The one thing I hear over and over again, and it's always phrased a similar way, they'll bring up the me and they'll be like, yeah, we would have this like big event or this signing ceremony. And then CNN would say that this awful thing happened. And we'd all look at each other like, that's not what happened at all. And it's like, I, I don't know where they get this shit. Either they're pulling it out of their ass, they are looking for the negative and everything and jumping to conclusions. It's just told, or it's told fake news. Like, I, it's, it's multiple possible things, you know, or just they, they're just lazy and I, I don't know. But I've heard from so many people that there are instances where something's reported that that everybody inside is like like what what are they talking about that didn't even happen 
Like, it's like the lose. The biggest one is like the losers and suckers fake news. The Trump called veterans losers and suckers. Even John Bolton was like, what? That didn't happen. You know? It's just, I, I, it's just amazing. Not surprising, but uh, it's just amazing. It just keeps happening. It keeps happening, and people keep paying for New York Times and paying for all this fake news. Drop it, guys. Cancel your subscriptions. Don't go on their sites. Don't share their articles. Support alternative media. Retweet Jack Posobiec. Retweet Cernovich. Read Milo. Read Laura Loomer. Uh, go to Breitbart, share Breitbart, share Infowars, cancel your mainstream media. Just cancel it. Don't share it. Don't read it. Yeah, it's garbage. Just don't like, like support, support that like, like this, this corporate, this corporate media bullshit. It's bullshit. 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 Just go out. Yeah. Just go like, like there's so many, like, like I was, I'm. I was chatting with with Jeff Jack Posobiec uh, earlier, and oh yeah, nice. I was, say, I was I was saying, I literally was telling him. Hold on, let me pull up this conversation. You know, I should have done. It's like because yeah. it was about the it was about the uh, first. Uh, here, let me let me. Is this on your Twitter? Say, yeah, it was okay, on my I'll Twitter. Find it. Um. Well, no, no, I I that. This conversation I had was DMs. Oh, DMs. Anyway, Shit. Yeah. Um, so so the Sarah, the Sarah Cook tweet saying, the president's vitals over the last 24 hours were very concerning, and the next 48 hours will be critical in terms of his care. We're, we're still not on a clear path to full recovery. And that was according to a source familiar to the president's health. Um, first off, that isn't fucking news, okay? And and I'll say why. Look, oh, any any human being that gets admitted to a hospital, their most critical moments are the first twenty four hours yes. within a person's. Like that's not news. That's so of course, of course, that's the case. And then uh, the next, the like, what are the what are the nickel times for for a person's stay? The next forty eight hours. Wow. That's everybody. It doesn't matter. Couldn't have figured that uh, out. Like, like, like there's anything for these fuckers will do anything for a cheap story. So I was like, I was like, well, shit. I was like, Jack. And, and, and you know what? Shame on Fox news for fucking putting this bullshit on the, on their fucking news site, man. Yeah. God, they've got, they've hit the shitter recently, man. I, I like, these last cut these this last week they've really boy they've really fucked things up over there like bar barring hannity and laura ingram and uh a few of the members of the five and a couple of these other guys uh outside of that you you've got i mean these people are fucking up royally tucker don't anyway, get tucker tucker's awesome too yeah anyway so i was like i was like look what I was, t- I was asking, like, look, why is Fox News pushing the same fear-mongering tactic that everybody else is pushing that really isn't news news at all? Are you, like, I was like, are you guys literally the only legit sort news source left? And he's like, that's literally the same thing I reported just without the emotional <laughs> language. Like, 
Because you know me, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of a fireball sometimes. But I was so mad. Like I was, I was looking at, I was looking at Fox News, and they were literally pushing this bullshit report. And I, and I'm like, this is the same fucking fear mongering bullshit that CNN and MSNBC have been pushing. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And um, it's it's very, I don't. No, I know what I, you mean. Because Fox, did you see that clip of, and I like her, by the way, the anchor, good looking, just putting it out there, uh, Harris Faulkner mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Yeah. She's always really wonderful and nice. I love her. But I, I don't know, I, 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 I got taken aback when, When they had Newt Gingrich on and he was talking about all these riots and protesting, he's like, well, who's funding it? It's George Soros. George Soros is funding all these riots. And Harris Faulkner cuts him off and goes, oh, we don't need to say that. We don't don't need to bring him up in this. That's – I forget what she said. It was like uncalled for, unnecessary, inappropriate. Like one of those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And Newt's like, what the fuck? Did you just say that to me? And he literally just says like, but it's a fact. Like – why can't we talk about that? And then I forget what she says, but she cuts the interview off and they go to break. What the fuck has happened to Fox? He used to talk about George Soros all the time and now it's like, ooh, can't touch that. Can't touch that. Too hot, too hot, too hot. Now, I've heard from multiple people that Fox has a blacklist of people. And who's on that blacklist? All your favorite people. Milo, Loomer, uh, probably Alex Jones, uh, definitely Ann Coulter and Michelle Malkin and probably a hell of a lot more Gavin's probably on there now I'd imagine uh, just probably Fluffy a lot of Phil you know all those guys <laughs> yeah no, yeah all glad. those rascals and scoundrels um, it's it's bad and what people need to remember is that Fox isn't any different than CNN now I want to be clear when I say that, that yes, there are some differences. It's not exactly the same. You get a right-wing perspective. But at its corporate core, it is a corporate entity that cares about money and image. Okay? Yeah. They they don't do anything edgy. Yeah. And fear fear is an easy, easy, quick hit. Absolutely. People get glued to their TVs. Why do you think they have 24-7 coverage of fucking school shootings? It should be a story that you talk about for a couple minutes. Maybe it's your top story. And then move on. Bill Hemmer had some guy on who was like a former... uh, was, Was it a fucking former... Clinton aide or something like that, and 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 he was saying, oh well, well they already have medical, they already have medical stuff over there at the White House. So if he had to go to Walter Reed, it must have been something extraordinary out of like, uh, I'm like, no, no, that they're they're doing this out of out of precaution like they're doing this out of absolute precaution they're not taking chances with the leader of the fucking free world like yeah. if it, if it was a common cold yeah that's one thing or if it's some some sort of you know brief illness like the flu or something like that but you know this is something that you know 
has gotten a lot of attention over the last, you know, year. And people want like, like, you know, you, you got to take all your, like when you're dealing with something, you know, that's still kind of a hot topic. You, you don't take any chances. You take no fucking chances. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and of course the, the, the doctor, you know, the, the, I forget what his name is. Something Dr. Conway. I think it is. The, Another um, Conway. <laughs> yeah. Um, very, like he's a very intelligent guy knows his stuff. And like, I mean, wait, are you talking about got, the white house physician? Yeah. Oh, that's Sean Conway. Yeah. Sean Conway. Yeah. The, the, the bright guy knows his stuff. Very like he's in good. The president Trump's in good hands. Um, and all his doctors are freaking good too. And I just like, they don't take change. Like, look, they, you got like, they take security seriously. I know that the Clintons don't really give a shit about security. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the emails, uh, <laughs> but you know, security is kind of a big deal. Like when you're, when you're right. dealing with the leader of the free world and you know, at, and again, they're they're pushing this bullshit narrative, and they're putting these people on this the, the on Fox News that are just continuing to put put on this bullshit fear mongering narrative. And like, yo, we have somebody in chat. Sorry to interrupt your thought there, but yeah, maybe no, you're just about at the end of it. But Ebony love. Perkins said, "Hey, Versa Media, lots of hearts. Hello, Ebony, how you doing tonight? Hey. Glad to join us." Uh, yeah. Looks like our live stream just froze here for the Trump supporters, but hopefully it comes back up. Yeah. But I wanted to... Good, good to see you, Ebony. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. We love having having our fellow gamers and magapedes and lovers and supporters and haters and losers and trolls and everything in between the chat. It's always exciting. She, and... Ebony, Ebony's good people. Yeah, she's good. No, she's good. Yeah, she's, she's yeah, she's nice she's done. Yeah, she's she's good people. Disappointed, it's not a troll. We could use a troll. <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, the less <laughs> trolls we have, the better. Less yes. trolls we have, the well, better. Well, well, actually, I disagree. I disagree. You know, we need a good balance. You know, we need our friends and our family and our lovers and our fans and all that shit. And then we need the trolls and shit. You know, you need you need a little you need a little somebody to fight with. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ebony, uh, if you know any trolls, you know, <laughs> send them our way. <laughs> There's a like and a sub button right there. <laughs> That's how you get your numbers up. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, it's, it's cool that, you know, I mean, it's cool that we we do what we do and people like what we do. And I, I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, it, it it's cool that people like it's cool that people like you know even if it's only a few people it's cool that the people like what we do yeah so, you know I, I i'm i just i just enjoy shooting the shit with people that's it's like, what it always it's is very, like you know and, and you know giving giving d different perspectives and you know some terrible humor from here you know every now and again uh <laughs> Yeah, the Walter Reed feet just got screwed up. Um, you know what we yeah. might actually do? Um, 
Ebony says, love trolls. See, she she gets it. She gets it. Yeah. Enjoying the yeah. show. Thank you, Mortis yeah. Nochu. Not you. Let's let's get you know what? Let's go to Twitter. Let's let's see let's see what what kind of losers are on this Oh, there's a lot of trolls today. on there. I'm just I'm, Well, not as many as there used to be. All the good yeah. trolls are gone from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Twitter. Twitter is a fabulous platform run by awful people. Let's see. Does this link have us a live feed? Yeah, another another medical update. Uh, the oh. president, uh, I, the president, President Trump continues to do well, uh, having made substantial progress since diagnosis. The, this evening, he completed his second dose of uh, remdesivir without complications. Oh, I already read he that remained- one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Were you not listening to me, Phil? I was. I just like I was. It, it as I was reading it, it started sounding familiar. I'm like, uh oh. Yeah, it's uh-oh. okay. <laughs> One thing too, um, also that we didn't touch on yet is, and we were talking about it last night. I think I. Don't know if we were off air or on air at that point, but we, there were rumors swirling that Chris Christie had contracted COVID and tested positive. And today was confirmed he did do a test, was tested positive, and he's now in the hospital. Now, not to make any fat jokes or comments, but the dude's fat. And I'm more concerned about him than Trump. Because he is yeah. obese. Yeah, because he's obese. Yeah. And they put him in the hospital quickly. Now, look, it could be for sake of caution. It could be a lot of things. I'd be more concerned about Christie. He's a he's a big boy. He's hefty. He, he's Trump. Everybody's like, oh, Trump's fat. He eats McDonald's. Yeah, look at him though. Dude's high energy. He's golfing. He's working his ass off. He's in the most stressful job in the world. The dude's shedding the pounds. He knows what he's doing. He's not even that overweight. Like honestly, look at the guy. He's got a decent form for like a seventy-year-old dude. So yeah, he's he's got. He, he I mean. Look, we're saying we've we've been saying this so many times before. He's probably one of the hardest working dudes out there in like, history. He's just like, yeah, his energy is amazing. And like in the campaign in the early days, when he was contrasting low energy Jeb with himself, was one of the most clever branding things ever because you could just see the energy difference. Okay, these feeds are not working. Uh, oh, it looks like this one live stream ended. We'll try to find another one. Uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll rectify that. One thing I will do right now while we're in a shenanigans with that is we're going to take four minutes and we're going to, I know you guys are going to like this, but we're going to shut up and we're going to let our president talk. Because if you haven't seen, and now we have people in here and I, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but the president released a four minute video on his Twitter, which holy shit, it's already at almost 18 million views. I mean, look, this is what's so powerful about Twitter. Yeah, the mainstream media gets a few million views per show per night. He gets 18 million views in this one video. Imagine the people this is reaching and subverting uh, the social media um, censorship and circumventing the mainstream media fake news bullshit. Already has half a million likes. I mean, this is just blowing up. We're going to play it. I think it's good for us to... um, Phil and I to rewatch it. I'm going to paste the link too if you don't have it. 
handy fill and I'm gonna give it to you. But I'm gonna play this for everyone and we're gonna shut the fuck up for four minutes or however long. So this thing is about four minutes. This was sent out around seven tonight. I've already seen it. It's an amazing video. It's a raw, very honest look at our president in a very vulnerable position. He's he's suffering with us and he's also working with us. So I'm going to open this baby up right here and we're going to see our president in Walter Reed for the first time on video. Wow, Twitter. Ruined my dramatic moment right there. Twitter has a shitty video player. All right, here we go. I want to begin by thanking all of the incredible medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed Medical Center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back because we still have to make America great again. We've done an awfully good job of that but we still have steps to go and we have to finish that job. And I'll be back, I think I'll be back soon. And I look forward to finishing up the campaign the way it was started and the way we've been doing and the kind of numbers that we've been doing. We've been so proud of it. But this was something that happened and it's happened to millions of people all over the world and I'm fighting for them, not just in the US, I'm fighting for them all over the world. We're gonna beat this coronavirus or whatever you wanna call it and we're going to beat it soundly. So many things have happened. If you look at the therapeutics, which I'm taking right now, some of them, and others are coming out soon that are looking like, uh, frankly, they're miracles, if you want to know the truth. They're miracles. People criticize me when I say that. But we have things happening that look like they're miracles coming down from God. So I just want to tell you that I'm starting to feel good. Uh, you don't know over the next period of a few days, I guess that's the real test. So we'll be seeing what happens over those next, co next couple of days. I just want to be so thankful for all of the support I've seen, whether it's on television or reading about it. Uh, I most of all appreciate what's been said by the American people, by almost a bipartisan consensus of American people. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I very much appreciate it, and I won't forget it. I promise you that. I also want to thank the leaders of the world for uh, their condolences, and their, they know what we're going through. They know what, as your leader, what I have to go through. But I had no choice because I just didn't want to stay in the White House. I was given that alternative. Stay in the White House, lock yourself in, don't ever leave, don't even go to the Oval Office. Just stay upstairs and enjoy it. Don't see people, don't talk to people, and just be done with it. And I can't do that. I had to be out front, and this is America. This is the United States. This is the greatest country in the world. This is the most powerful country in the world. I can't be locked up in a room upstairs and totally safe and uh, just say, hey, whatever happens, happens. I can't do that. We have to confront problems. As a leader, you have to confront problems. There's never been a great leader that would have done that. So that's where it is. I'm doing well. I want to thank everybody. Our First Lady is doing very well. Melania asked me to say something 
as to the respect that she has for our country, the love that she has for our country. And uh, we're both doing well. Melania is uh, really handling it very nicely. As you've probably read, she's slightly younger than me, just a little tiny bit. And uh, therefore, just we know the disease, we know the age versus uh, younger people. And uh, Melania is handling it statistically like it's supposed to be handled. And uh, that makes me very happy and it makes the country very happy. But I'm also doing well and I think we're going to have a very good result. Again, over the next few days, we're going to probably know for sure. So I just want to thank everybody out there, everybody all over the world, specifically the United States. The outpouring of love has been incredible. I will never forget. Thank you very much. Wasn't that amazing? I mean, that's that just the, amazing. Like I, the one of the one of the things I got from uh, the the whole world has and and by world I mean these leftist losers have been and and a few a few losers on the right too. They were like, well, "Where's the leadership?" We need a strong leader right now. That's fucking the strongest leadership ever. We the last forty eight hours just proved who maybe the strongest leader in the world really is. Right now, the the one of the world's strongest leaders is is at Walter Reed right now, and uh, and that's what strong leaders do. Like strong leaders. The, and and we're talking and and he was he was saying it in his video. He's like, you know, but we have to confront we have to confront our problems, and a and a good and a great leader confronts those problems, and that's exactly what he is doing. And this is like you bet you bet your ass that the rest of the world leaders are taking note to this vid to that video, taking a look at those photos they know what they're seeing they're seeing a man that's working hard he's working late he doesn't like he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't know when to quit like even even possibly at his own detriment that's just who he is and that's like it's one of the most admirable traits this man has and it it makes you want to run through a wall for the guy like mm -hmm. that's what I, people are doing Look at that. This is this is that this is why this is why a bunch of people are hanging out at Wisconsin Avenue at the late hours of the evening. Um and really all over the world because there's a whole bunch of people that are just like that 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 have been showing their support from all over the place. And this is a guy I'm I mean I and once he once he gets through that once he gets completely through this there's a whole I, I guarantee there's gonna be a whole more bunch of more people that are gonna be following this man too. Mm-hmm. And I will say I I don't know why I fully um remembered it at the moment. Like I think it's because I was so busy with work and stuff, but that line stood out. I mean, when I was seeing this video play live on TV, I, I stopped everything and I stared at it and listened to every word he said. And the line he uh, 
said about leadership where you said leadership is about confronting problems i'm never going to forget that line that to me is it's like a lesson i feel like i was being taught a lesson and i don't know it just it really sticks with me as somebody that's done leadership that will probably continue to do some i know you've done some too and will continue to as well it just it stuck with me it like yeah uh, it's again that connection i mean i'm getting the feels right now from it but like it, it's just such a i just feel such a strong connection there and i'm trying to sound like wooey wooey or anything but it's like i i don't know how to describe it. it just felt so again he was clearly off script just literally probably in one take was like nailed it you know <laughs> he just probably like said whatever came to his mind or came from his heart i should say and it was beautiful it was wonderful like it just it, it, i felt like he like really really like this is what we needed and then and he just yeah. delivered and just having like little lessons like that and they were just wonderful and it i just love it it, it inject i i think i think there's the i think there could be a little bit of part uh, of parting shot at like like Democrats and in particular Joe Biden, because like, like everybody's talking about how Joe Biden's in his basement and he's kind of like avoided, he's avoided pretty much everything. And uh, this is somebody that's not that guy. Mm-hmm. He's not that guy. He's going to confront. If there's a problem in front of him, bet your ass he's going to confront it. Um, well, I love how he said too. Like, I'm not gonna hide upstairs. I'm yeah. going to um, confront the problem. And it's like, wow, you know, it's just a good contrast of, like you said, it might be a subtle play it by. Then I, I don't know honestly, but it's it, it shows like he could have just been like camping out in the White House, like just throwing a ball at the wall. Uh, and Mortis, Mortis, not you in the chat. I said the same thing yesterday. Trump should do little fireside chats like that every single day. I agree. I said that like the first day. I think Cernovich, Scott Adams, and Ali were all saying similar things too. I mean, that was honestly, when I heard the news, it was like the very first thing I thought from, because I, I have like a PR ad optics messaging communications mind. I'm all about comms. And that was the first yeah. thing I thought to do. Like, I, I don't know why. I think- I think he's gonna. I think he. I think you're gonna see a few videos come out. Yeah. Over the next couple of days, you're gonna keep. I mean, this. It it feels like with ever with every video, it seems to just galvanize people that yeah. much more. Because I know I I'm the more I the more the more I see these videos, the more pumped up I get. Me too. Like I I'm just like it's just exciting, it's just invigorating. I'm like yeah, let's let's do this. Yep. Yeah, um, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And uh, everybody in chat, yeah, Ebony says he's amazing. He is my president. He is everyone's president. Um, yeah. Enjoying the show. Thank you, Mortis. Very appreciate it. Gotta love a great president. Absolutely. Hello, hello, yeah. yo. Yeah, yeah. hi, uh, XD Shadow Plays. Um, Morris also says, I felt like Rick Sanchez when I found out POTUS contracted COVID. I'm an atheist, but I was praying for South. You know what? I have to make a little subtle um, uh, side note on that too because I, I, I have to phrase this kind of carefully because I, 
I don't entirely consider myself an atheist anymore, though I used to be. I'm more agnostic. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I am nowhere near religious. I've considered it, thought about, but this is the first time I ever thought about, I, like, should I fucking pray? Like, I don't know. I was, what do you right, lose? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, a little brief confession. Like, I grew up. I grew up in a, a like, like, like with a religious upbringing, um, going to church on Sundays and stuff like that. And I kind of, and I, and I kind of drifted away from it for, for a little bit. Mm. And I gotta be honest, seeing the craziness that is the radical left has kind of pushed me closer, um, to believing again. There's, 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 there's gotta be like, because you're really starting to see what's happening when people don't have God in their lives. Yes. I've been saying the same like, thing too. Like, like when you, when you take God out of places, you really start seeing the true evil that's out there. And, and I'm really starting to see that. And it's kind of pushing me for like, yeah. And, and so I've kind of, it, it's kind of open reawoken something, you know, like I've, over the la- over the last few months i've i've become more cha- i've become charitable i've become i mean i've always been kind of charitable but even more so like and you know i've i've been uh, like watching watching more sermons there's a lot a lot of church- churches still aren't open so i have to like you have to like watch them online or whatever but like uh around here which definitely sucks cuz there's some big churches out where we're at and uh so i think it's there's there's something um i think that i think there could be and and there's a couple of other people that have said this too there could be a religious revival in this oh, country oh absolutely will be i think yeah. especially among the right uh yeah. one thing you're seeing amongst the groipers and the uh, different sort of sects of the right, and even the new right in many ways too, is a resurgence of Christianity. I think it's definitely going to happen. I just, and look, Kanye. Kanye is another big thing. I mean, man, I can break. Let's break this down first with the. Uh, we'll start with the Groypers. Don't agree with them on some things. Some of them are a little wacky. They're very mixed bag, mm-hmm. but their leader Nick Fuentes is very very. Uh, religious guy even though he doesn't come off that way with his language and mm-hmm. some of the things he does but he is religious and this is a this is a fringe part of the right but it's a part of the right it's more religious and they've gained some traction now let's shift to the new right which is your cool people like milo loomer etc roger milo has gotten way more religious recently roger stone talks uh endlessly now about how he, through his crisis, through the deep state trying to basically kill him, has found God. And you can even then go to Kanye West, of all people. A rapper who would talk about blowing hoes and fucking bitches and uh, whatever else he had in his lyrics. Blowing hoes, that's funny. No, but you're right. You're right. You're right about Kanye. Like, look, look at, look at, like the the albums that he used to have, and then that last the the the, the Jesus is King album. It's like, 
it hit number one on the charts. I'm like, oh it's my amazing. God. Only he could do it. Only Kanye yeah. West would make a Christian gospel album number one in the world and be the biggest sensation. And look, that made me stop and think about things too because, like I said, I'm an atheist. I don't believe that there's an invisible man in the sky. But I, I would take, I should correct myself, agnostic now. But I was. Some I was things always, make me think. Yeah, I, I was. I always felt like there was some great. I always felt like there was some great spirit out there, like I, the force. Uh, yeah, like something. <laughs> yeah, there was always stuff. There's something because there's all there's there's always that there there's always there's always that feeling of something like extraordinary like you know like something you know because because you got too much you you've got too much out there that kind of reminds you that on an everyday basis you know like you know like fucking how many times have we seen karma right like that's got to be something like for me that's something like look it, it like how like you have you have poor people that are incredibly happy and you have rich people that are incre- incredibly miserable in this world. Like, how does that happen? You would think mm. you, the people are just like, Oh, you, you need money to be happy. You need money to be successful. You need money to be, you know, like, and, and yet some of the most poorest people in the world are some of the happiest people in the world. Like you get, you got to understand that like, like a Christian, like happiness comes from within. That's like a, you know, you find happiness through God. Like that, that is a religious, that is a religious thing, you know? And, and like people don't, people don't under, people haven't understood that for a while. And the, and like, you look at, you look at how many leftists that don't believe in God. They are like atheists. Like, look at, fucking miserable they are like look how like the, these are the most like i don't want to i don't want to be like them like i don't i have no desire to be like them at all like look at look how yeah. destructive they are look how mean they are look how just like i, I who wants to be like that like you, you have to be a special kind of mm. evil person to be like that like well, and the other thing, too, is, like, whenever I'm down or sad or depressed or whatever the fuck you want to call it, I always try to keep it to myself. And I know that can be unhealthy in many ways, but what I mean by that is I don't want to, like, spread it. I don't want it to – I don't want to pull other people down. I don't – I hate that. I think if you're going through shit, talk to somebody about it. You know, if you need help, yeah. talk to somebody about it. Yeah. But don't bring other people down to your level. I don't like that at all. And I think that's what comes from a heartless, soulless person who is just doesn't have compassion. I, I, I just don't. And I, and look, even the best of people can fall for those impulses where those things happen. But to do that a lot is what just I just hate that. And I, when I see that, it bothers me. But I think going back to the Kanye thing that when you see him going out there, like again, politics is downstream from culture. Culture is everything. Culture is what moves people. It's the 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 it is the force of society, and it is what gets people's minds changed. It's what moves society in one direction or another. It's the most powerful force out there. And 
Kanye was able to take rap, hip-hop, and put a Christian spin on it. He was able to make Christianity cool again. And that's the key to it. You got to make it cool again. It can't be this like wacko, far-right, let's ban video games and Marilyn Manson calls you know, calls it school shootings type shit. Like that's bad. That's bad optics. Even if they're right, yeah. it's bad. And I'm not saying they're right, but my, my point is the perception and the style. This is what Kanye's doing is but the best but, thing. But I think, but I think we've be like like the Republican Party has become the true like has truly become the civil liberty party. It really has. Like you look at you look at the freedom of religion. That's civil liberty. That's that's a that's that's a Republican thing. Now, used to be used to be a, a liberal thing. Like whatever whatever you wanted to religious wise, whatever you wanted to, um, you know what what whatever you wanted to you know worship or whatever. That's like you know that was like a liberal thing. Freedom of speech. I was like, that used to be a liberal thing. Like that, that's like, it's, it's a conservative thing now. Like people, like it, like freedom of speech is so fucking important. I, and like, and we, we, we're finding that out today. Like we we're finding that out right now. Like how important free speech is, you know, like, cause we're seeing so many people get silenced. We're seeing so many people get like, just, completely censored and railroaded and like off of you know out of schools social media employment like i just and like part of what makes america great is the the freedom of speech to be able to say whatever we want and to be able to discuss it in a free-flowing manner like if mm-hmm. you think if you think whatever you believe in is correct, share it. Maybe I could learn something. Maybe you could learn something, right? Like that and that's how that's how we evolve as a society because if you if all you do is say my opinion is the superior opinion and everybody else is getting silenced, that's not progress. That's not that's not evolution. That's not uh working toward a more perfect union. It's not that, that's not it. And that's what the left has become. The left has become this, uh, it's what I believe. And if you don't believe what I believe, then you must be destroyed. And nobody wants to live in that world. Like no, the majority of the country does not want to live in that world. And they're about to find out November 3rd. Yeah. Unless there's, unless there's cheating anyway. Yeah. And I, I want to touch on something too, that, I think I'll probably find his tweets. I was just talking about the the idea of the heroes arc, and Scott Adams made an interesting point today about this too. He said Trump getting COVID nineteen might turn out like Peter Parker getting bit by a radioactive spider. On paper, it sounds bad, but consider that he is now the candidate with the most empathy for the pandemic risk, whether he wanted it or not. That's what we were talking about last night. He's going to be the voice of authority. Maybe people are going to be more sympathetic to him on it, but it's it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. This is a game changer. And this is a funny tweet from Stephen Miller. He says, I couldn't help but notice that Trump refused to condemn white supremacy in his hospital update video. Yeah, that's funny. That is funny. 
disavow disavow this Trump video. He didn't I disavow. I disavow it. <laughs> uh, like I uh, I think that they were hoping. I I think what the left was hoping for was that Trump would get sick enough to to give in, right? Because if he get yeah, to concede, like if he got sick enough that maybe he would concede, he wasn't, people weren't expecting Trump to be Trump, right? Which, why, like, how do you, how, how were you not expecting Trump to get through this? Like, he's Donald fucking Trump, right? He's like, yeah, and, and this, this, this whole thing, like, this whole hoping, hoping that something bad happens to him is probably going to backfire because I mean, because again, he's going to be the subject matter expert over most of these scientists because he's been through it and he's the, he's the candidate that is for all intents and purposes should be the one that's most likely to be hit the hardest. And not only did he survive, he came out good. Like, you also, know? so speaking of looking good, you remember we were talking about him looking less orange and all that shit. I I can't believe I didn't even think of this, but Sarvich pointed this out. The reason he looks different, and he always looks like different shades, you know, wherever he is. Two big things that nobody's considering in this video. Lighting mm -hmm. and makeup. We already touched on the yeah. makeup bit. Yeah. But the lighting, the color correction. I don't even know if they did any color correction in that video. But, like, I can take a video of you and make you look blue, purple, green, or orange, or whatever. Okay. You know, I can tint it easily. So this idea that, like, oh, he's pale now, you can't tell. I honestly well, I mean, Well, I mean, he, he has his, you know... Well, I mean, he has his spray tan stuff. I mean, we're, yeah. let's not let's, let's not bullcrap each other. Um, <laughs> I no, I mean, it's his personal choice. Look, it's his personal choice. He wants to have it. Hey, fuck it. Like, why can't he have it? Right. And, mm. you know, and well, but but I mean, it's like he looks healthy. Like he looks healthy. He looks good. I mean, it's not like. You know, you know, and, and they're like, oh, he's so pale. It's like, really? A, as opposed to when have you seen him paler that didn't involve some sort of, you know, tan coloring of some sorts, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I like, I, I, I'm like these, the left are try are trying really, really hard and it's, a, and it reeks of desperation. It's just, it, do you get that too or is that just me like it no it reeks it reeks of desperation mm -hmm. like they're hoping they're hoping that something bad happens so that they can like that he caves and they get what they want right they get all the funding they get all the mail-in voting so they could cheat and get back in power like they're just like the but it, it like it's not working. It's not well, working. Just remember this. And I was thinking about this yesterday, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but who is the one person 
nobody, nobody is talking about, showing, discussing. Nobody is talking about Joe Biden. All focus, all the oxygen, the spotlight is all on one man as Donald Trump right now, the president. The president has COVID. It is the biggest story of the year. I even went out today because I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I collect newspapers when there's like big events to have like get on record and it's just kind of cool and maybe it's valuable. I don't know. Like some of these are. I bought the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and I think the New York Daily News. It was the only ones I could get of the breaking, you know, the news. Wait, there, wait, there's, is there, is there a toilet paper shortage again? <laughs> yeah, there is. There's actually like, you know, we're running out of rolls here. So we had to, we had to get the best we could, you know, it's a little rough around the edges, but it gets the job yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I look at the front page of New York times and I, and I bet this is going to become an iconic picture of the pandemic is Trump getting on the uh, helicopter Marine one, I think they call it. And you see him with his mask and his hand on the handle and him like walking up. It's like, I, there's something about that photo. that's like very simple, but very just, it's, it's the photo of him getting the virus. And then, then this one video of him in the, um, conference room too is good too but like that image is just it's just boom it's like wow mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, it's you nailed it though like you talking like the world the world's eyes are on Donald Trump exactly like him or hate him the world's eyes are on Donald Trump because it's, look, even when Boris from Britain, the prime minister, got mm-hmm. COVID, big deal, like really big deal. And we were paying attention. Now, I'm not trying to downplay Britain, but this isn't the, the Boris isn't the leader of the free fucking world. America is the country. I mean, we always like, like people joke that how the Americans think like they're the best country. They're the only country, the only thing that matters. Obviously, that's not technically true. Like, yes, everybody matters, but everybody looks up to America. Everybody's paying attention to America. America is a special country. I don't care if you love it or hate it. It's special. It's it is it's its own category. There's nothing else like it. When something happens to America, it affects everyone, and everyone pays attention. This is just massive. I mean, the leader of the free world contracted the china virus china has infected the president of the united states donald j trump out of any president it's donald trump with a virus that could kill him it could kill him obviously we believe it's not going to and i don't think many people are worried about but this virus has killed how many fucking million people i think we have the stats still on the screen here to your left 30, almost 35 million cases, over a million deaths, and 25 million recovered. It's a serious thing. Well, well, the these these next these few numbers days are bullshit. Are gonna, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, but I'm but I'm saying like the, I and I and I think that's that's going to be a, 
a case too where these next couple of days are going to be really telling because um like if he comes out of this thing scathe unscathed it's going to be like well look we're good to go like if we if, if i got it and i'm 74 i'm overweight whatever uh and i came out of this thing great uh why the fuck can't we open up this economy again mm-hmm. like I mean, people are going to have to, people are going to have to be forced to answer that. And of course you're going to have naysayers that are going, oh, but it's the president of the United States. He had some of the best, he had some of the best medical care that out there or whatever, but go, I, I bet you these small businesses, these small business owners are going to be like, well, dude, this guy, this guy survived. We should be good. Like get us back to work right look look we let's get this economy rolling again mm-hmm. like i'm we're we're stuck as we're sick of staying in this fucking you know staying locked down or whatever like no it, it's time to get out i it's found time this to get so- back to yeah sorry yeah and, and like you know you know you got trump you, you you got the rallies you got the trump rallies you got the protests and it's like no that, that's it that's enough Let's get back out and get this thing moving again. Anyway, go ahead. I was going to say, I found the Cernovich tweet I was talking about, which kind of goes into what you're saying. He said, by making it seem as if Trump is almost dead, the media creates suspense, which ultimately creates a stronger comeback story arc for Trump. Mm -hmm. And that's like what we've been saying. Like when you were talking about like, why is Trump, you know, some people are saying like, why is Trump not tweeting anything. It's like, wow, we're, you guys weren't saying that before. You're like, why is he tweeting so much? This is unpresidential. Now apparently it's presidential and he needs to keep doing it more. But why wasn't he doing it? Well, number one, he knows that each tweet from day A he announced he was he tested positive has greater value and greater weight than ever before and greater attention. He's using that to his advantage by creating value. If you put out like 10 million tweets, it's going to lose the value. But if you put out one a day, two a day, just a very slow trickle. Like, and now look, I look, I was doing it. I was waiting for his tweets. When I would see a push notification come in on my phone, I'd immediately tap on see what's going on. He's a master of suspense. He is the Hitchcock of politics, okay? He gets it. I mean, look, he was in reality TV, which is all about freaking suspense and characters and drama. He gets it. He understands it. He knows the power of it. He always, like, whenever there's a big announcement coming up, he says, you'll see. Or I'll leave. he even says, I'll leave you in suspense. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying he's, like, playing with us with this, but he's, he understands how to play the game. He understands what to do in this situation to make it more meaningful. And that's where we're getting on this is meaning. This is the most vulnerable Trump has been, the most candid, the most human he's been. And that's what the media is going to hate, is that the corona, Trump testing positive for coronavirus humanizes him. It makes him a superhero. It makes him an authority, a voice of authority on the virus. It's a powerful thing we're seeing unfold. It's this is like the peak of the virus right here. Like this is again like the third act. It's in the thirty days out from the election. As of just a forty five minutes ago, we're thirty days out. This is powerful stuff. 
I'm going to mention something else about the election in a second, but I was going to draw some comments in the chat. Ebony agreed about our free speech stuff, which Phil said better than I could have, of how important it is. I couldn't agree more, which is why we're doing our Uncensored America gig, hopefully once the pandemic ends next year. Um, that reminded me of something else I want to mention, too. America is the only country where the philosophy of individualism rules over collectivism were unique in history by securing individual rights. In that regard, the USA is highly exceptional. Morris, you're 100% right. Individualism is the core of this country with also having some collective uh, patriotism. You know, that's the thing about America is we do have our individual rights, but we're, we are glued together. We are uh, one nation under one God, under one uh, flag, as Trump would say. Like, it's... It's, it's you know there that's the beauty of it well yeah it's 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 the individual but if we do have some sort of if we do have some sort of co collective uh we prefer that collective to be separate from the government whether it's uh whether it's church whether it's an organization whether it's a corporation whether it's something like that we don't want it to have any part we don't want our collective to be the government we want it to be separate from the government like that's 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 the difference right because as we know time and time again government has been proven to be uh you know over budget underperforming um bloated you know the ev ev all all the usual all the usual terms that we like to use uh so um that's our that that's that's what we believe that's what we've always believed and that's you know and nothing's going to change. Mm -hmm. And Morris continues, the U.S. is a state of the art in terms of government. Very true. The ideas of protecting individual rights is new in the grand scheme of things. Uh, voluntarious collectivization? Good point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an amazing, it's an amazing thing, and I always will have my criticisms and all these things, but I just want to make things better. I want to make things better. That's what we're trying to do here. And one other two points I want to bring up. Number one, um, cultural news uh, to give you a sense of things where things are going. One of the big movies that's supposed to come out this year, new Bond film, Tomorrow Never Dies, has been delayed again. Again, it was originally going to come out in April of 2020. And they moved it to November of 2020. Now it's being moved to Easter. Easter week of mm. 2021. Mm. Now the reason I'm bringing this up is because not only am I a Bond fan, but more because this shows you where when culture is going to come back, when movies are going to come back, when we expect things to come back to some of a normalcy. It's probably going to be around that time. Throwing that out there. Might be a little earlier in the year, but, you know, I, I think it's important to highlight that story. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for them, it actually, I don't know. I, I always keep thinking, like, it doesn't make sense. And then, you know, maybe, maybe it does because it, like, say. It's partially due say, to worldwide say, release. Let's keep that in mind, too. It's going to have a worldwide right. release then, well, too. You need to, yeah, you need to have a set schedule to where you could be able to accurately market the thing. Like you could be able to market the thing, get a general buzz going. You know, a lot of that takes time to kind of, you know, generate. And, you know, I, I, I think it's, 
it sounds about reasonable, I, I guess. Mm. Uh, I mean, because if you because if you just say, "Oh, we're gonna release it next week," it's like, well, that doesn't really like. I, I mean, we're starting to see like a couple of these other movies have been drop uh, have been dropping in these movie theaters, and they ha- obviously haven't done well. Like Tenant, you know, yeah, and that's and my mom my mom went to see it. Oh, really? And, yeah, she said it. She said she liked it, and I kind of do want. I really do want to see it because I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Same, but like it looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, but part, but I'm like, well, I I have no interest in going to the movie theater and having to wear a right? mask, <laughs> and then having to yeah, because because of the regulation of all of it. You like, just eat I'm, popcorn the whole time, technically. I mean, yeah, I, I mean. Like I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna go into a theater and somebody's gonna like some asshole's gonna give you that weird look like yeah. why isn't he why isn't he wearing his mask? I'm talking <laughs> where is your manager, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Some Karen is gonna mask police you. And that's the reason I really didn't go to any movies because I'm not scared of getting the virus per se, because of all the precautions everybody's been taking. And and they were showing some older movies I really want to see in theaters like Empire Strikes yeah. Back and a few others. I was like, oh, that'd be really cool seeing theaters. But then I realized I, I'm a big experience guy. I love the theater experience, and I also want to support theaters. That's the one thing I'm so worried about right now is I am so terrified that the virus, the pandemic, is going to is going to actually put the final nail in the coffin of theaters. I don't want that to happen. I don't 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 want that to happen so badly but at the same time i don't want to have a crappy theater experience i hate that hate that hate that i always love theaters when there's nobody in there it's just me in the movie i can enjoy I think, it unless it's like a fun I th- I movie think, i think theaters are going to die off eventually oh. like I, I i feel like they are i think i uh, look i think they're gonna have the same fate as the brick and mortar shops i think amazon mm. is Amazon is strangling the brick and mortar shops, and I disagree. I, I agree uh, to an I extent mean, I mean, because they're I think not going to be as prevalent. I don't think. I, I think they're still going to be theaters. I don't yes. think they're going to be as prevalent. Like, yes, I, think, I agree. I think you're going to go back to like if you're going to have theaters, they're going to go back to that old school, like thirty seat, uh, smallish screen. I don't. I I don't like the. Like we have a couple of movie theaters here where they have the, the IMAX where they have like a couple, like where you have like a thousand seats in it or something like that. That's like, look, that's not like, that's not uh feasible. That's not really feasible. Like, look, you're not going to, it's, it's going to be really hard to just get a thousand people to watch something that isn't like, I don't know, that isn't worthwhile. Like you're, you're, there's so many movies too. There's so many movies that come out within a given week. Like it's just garbage. I don't, I, it's tough. Like, like with the old school movie theaters, there weren't as many movies. So there was a lot there. There always seemed to be a lot more demand. Right. For like those movies when they came out. Now it's like, well, I mean, there's so much enter- there's so much entertainment too there's, there's too so much, much other alternative en- yeah and so there's a lot there's a lot that you have to deal with 
Uh, well, that's why in terms of entertainment. even when adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind is still the highest grossing film of all time. It's not just because it's an amazing movie and it's a classic and all that jazz, but because that was like the only movie you could see at that time mm-hmm. for like fucking like a month, mm-hmm. you know? Like there just wasn't the money, the industry, anything to make a shit ton of movies like we do today. And I love it, but it comes at the cost of saturation. And I would rather have too many movies than too little. I really would. But got toned down some ways and focus more on good shit. But, you know, that's the way it works. But I will say I do agree. My on your movie theater future assessment because I've always thought it's going to be look there's still going to be a lot of people when because I think look home entertainment is just upgrading and upgrading and upgrading I wonder if you're going to have you know how we have like debate watch parties or shit like that I wonder if like let's say when you get your next big fucking like Avengers Endgame you have people that go to the theaters, you know? You still have those theater crowds, those people that just love seeing on the big screen with all their friends. But I think the next thing you're going to see is, like, big-ass watch parties when they drop on Netflix or they drop on Disney Plus or whatever it is. The night they also release in theaters, you know, you have that choice of let's have a watch party at Joe's home or let's go to the theater with everyone. And... Again, I think theaters are going to, they're not going to go extinct, but they're, most of them are going to go away, and it's going to become a niche thing. Kind of like plays in a way, like where there's like that one or two in your town that have plays, and I unfortunately think theaters are going to go that way, because again, with people, it's not about quality, it's always about convenience. Convenience always trumps everything. Look at the iPod, you know? Technically, a record player is the best quality ever. But nobody wants to take a fucking vinyl out, plop it on, put the needle on, and then just listen to it in your home. You want it mobile. You want it where you and can always listen to with small headphones also, that you can take with you. Yeah. Also, yeah, that brings up a point. And the social dynamics have changed within our country, too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, well, just within our society. Like, in the old school days, like, movies used to be kind of like a social thing. Like, you go... A whole bunch of friends we'd go to the movie theaters we'd meet other people we like it was kind of like a meeting like like a, a now now it's like in in this world of like smartphones and shit like everybody kind of wants to keep isolated and keep to themselves so mm-hmm. th- like it's like well why am i now it's become well why why should i be in this room full of 200 fucking strangers when i could just watch something at home and now and now you have like 70 inch screen TVs with like epics around sound and you know like you know you can watch what almost whatever you want and i think like i don't know it's it's uh it's a tough one because and then you have those fucks that watch like Lawrence of Arabia on their fucking iPhone and i'm like Ugh. Put it on a big screen, blast the sound, feel the movie. But yeah, well, if people, they're like, oh, I'm going to watch these movies on my phone because if, it's easy. If you're smart, <laughs> if you're smart and you buy Apple products, 
<laughs> Apple TV, baby. Yeah, like I, I like that's what I have. I'm like, I'm like, I'll just go. Oh, oh this is, like if I if I'm if I'm seeing a YouTube video, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'll put put it on the Apple TV, and it pops right up. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. Airplay um, that shit. Yeah, I mean it's. And I, I know there's gonna be some Apple haters out there, but that's what I love about that shit. You know, just yeah. boom, right? It's idiot TV. friendly. It's a, it's idiot friendly. I'm an idiot. There you go. <laughs> yes, we're all idiots here. That's why we do this show. Um, but it's you know, I just get triggered over those things because it's like I I even my and my girlfriend's a bit different than those sort of people, but she will like she doesn't see like the benefit of like theaters that much she's like oh i'd rather watch on netflix at home because it's easier but she's not as bad as like oh i'll watch it like this epic beautiful movie on my phone like god those people just trigger me (laughs) i'm like this is what's wrong with society in 2020 um but it's just i I, I, the only entertainment you should be watching on your phone is porn (laughs) That, no, 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 no. You, you don't want to watch. You don't want a pussy you like seventy you, inches. You, want, no, you don't want to watch. On your wall. You don't want to watch porn on your seventy-inch screen because then the the neighbors see it and then it's like, ter- and and you're traumatizing the kids next door. You just you don't want to do that. Like yeah, you, know, you gotta keep it, keep it condensed, keep it simple. You know, <laughs> keep it personal. Keep yeah, it to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Keep the fantasy within your own personal self. Okay? I'm actually going to steal that joke. The only thing you should be watching on your phone is porn. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's the only thing I'm good for is cheap jokes. Dude, that one, nah, that's an expensive joke, and I'm stealing it like it's a Rembrandt. I mean, that mm. that's some that, that's a, that, that has like, that's got layers to it. Because, like, you know, a lot of people would say, like, oh, you could watch YouTube on your phone. You don't even acknowledge that. You're just like, nah. Only thing is pornography. It's the only exception. See, I thing. can't uh, – see, this is what I'm saying. Like, I can't I can't be a – I can't be a comedian because my joke – like, it's – like, I couldn't go on stand-up and say these jokes because by the time these people figure out how funny it is like it's already worn out one. like i'm like just fuck man i'm on i've already said the second and third joke i'm like jesus you gotta catch you gotta up. catch up you gotta catch up you gotta process these jokes faster yeah which is uh, and and i'm not you know i i can't dumb jokes down for people like like why should i why should i dumb down these jokes because these people were fucking stupid that doesn't make no <laughs> sense no yeah Oh, and the official day is April 2nd, 2021. I see on the at 007 Twitter here. Official James Bond Twitter. It's, wow, it's amazing. Interesting stuff. And the Wonder Woman movie I know was delayed. Um, a few others. And I think all this started happening after Tenet. I'm surprised no one actually committed to the date he set for that. But, you know, because uh, it, I don't want to say it lost money, but like it didn't make anywhere near what it should have or would have if these were normal times. Um, but that, I think that was the movie that people went, okay, this isn't going to work. People aren't coming to theaters. Let's, let's, uh, let's just not do 2020. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there's that. Um, I want to talk about something else, but did you have something else to say? Yeah. Uh, 
the you go go check the chat chat oh there's shit happening in the chat chat let's see yeah yo opposition okay yeah so uh if if you uh if you have like a po- opposition <laughs> protests you're probably mentally ill and i, and I'm, I have to say there's no there, look looking at this video these people are mentally ill i'm I, I just like there's no there's no other explanation for their existence in this world they're mentally ill okay that's that's my final that's my final thought uh you know what that, that reminds me of <laughs> do you remember in oh i'm playing this out by the way is everybody hearing this these fuckers are barking at trump supporters yeah. like rabid rabi like rabid dogs yeah you <laughs> see that one see this one stupid ass so it has a sign that says grab them by the ballot like yeah yeah oh, because God. no one's no one's ever going to grab you by the pussy you ugly person I don't know, that one wasn't bad looking, it's holding it, but the yeah, other one yeah. is kind of, ooh. Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of kind Did you hear the Trump supporter was like, you're so stupid. <laughs> they are! Well, no, they're not. I don't know if they're stupid. They're, they're definitely mentally ill. There's something yeah. wrong. There's something wrong with them up top. Like, it, there's nothing. I, I, I just, there's no other explanation to put it. Like, you, you can't. There, there, there's... Like normal people don't behave like that. Like it's like no, like you're all you're, you're like these people. These people are these people that are here are here to support the president who is fighting <laughs> a illness, right? That has taken a lot of lives. Um, these opposition protesters i like what the fuck are you doing there like are 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 you what you're celebrating somebody getting mentally ill like what somebody getting ill like what what's going through your head like what you 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 don't if you don't realize the weirdness that is (laughs) what you're doing mentally ill like like that's like the way I could bark too. It's like it's not like ruff, ruff. it's like ah I'm like what fucking dog barks like that? Yeah, like, like these people are insane. Like I know I've said that a million times, but like I cannot emphasize that these how much like these people are insane. Like they're barking at people. I mean, it's cringy, but it's like hello. Oh, oh, okay. The one lady that I said that the black lady, I was like, yeah, she's not bad looking. I saw the hair. It's got like green in it. I take back what I said. Um, potential to be good looking, but she ruined it. Um, as long as she keeps her mask on, she'll be fine. <laughs> Second. Um, the funny thing too is like, do you, do you remember in 2016 when Hillary was doing that one speech? I forget what the fuck she was talking about. And she started barking. Do you remember that? She was like, arf, arf. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this reminds me of that. It's giving me PTSD from 2016 barking Hillary. Well, again, it's always appropriate. 
Hillary is probably a fucking like probably need to put a leash on her. I mean, she also needs to put a leash on Bill, but that's for different reasons. Like, like look at these fucking people. Dude, it's the same thing. I mean, it, it's it's incredible. Like, and we were talking we were talking about this last night when I guess somebody threw papers outside the window <laughs> that said "fuck the Trumps." Like, imagine like you're you're mentally insane. You do that, you're mentally insane. Again, these people, these people. The, the Trump supporters are there to support a president who's going through a national pandemic illness, right? And they're showing support for the leader of the free world. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You, you, you basically took the time. You took time out of your day <laughs> to for just type "fuck the Trumps" on uh, on Microsoft Word, print it out like a bajillion times <laughs> and then drive your car to Wisconsin Avenue just to throw them out of the window of your fucking car. Like, no, you're, you're, you're mentally ill. You're mentally ill. If you do that, I'm sorry. I you need help. Too. I hope you get the ball. You know, Oh, by the way, by mm-hmm. the way, real quick, real quick, real quick side note. Mm. I, th- I think I have found, a way to really really trigger the left like really outrageously trigger the left i i was i was in a um uh oh phil was I in was, something i was i was in a confrontation with uh one of these nutty nutty people nutty leftists on my way to getting something to eat and uh she said something like like I, I, I opened the door. Like first off, I opened the door for the girl and she, Gentleman. and she gave me this. Yeah. And then she just gave, cause I normally do it. That's how I normally do. And like, and, and she gave me this snarl and, and then, so I was like, whatever, like, I, I don't, I don't waste my time with crazy people. And like, I didn't say that, but like, <laughs> so I stood in a, so, so I was stood in line and then she cuts me off like right, right, right. As I'm about to get my food, she butts in in front of me. And of course the front, the front person, um, the, the, the person working in the register was like, excuse me. Uh, uh, he was next in the line and she was like, she just, she's like, whatever. And bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, and so I'm bitch. like, so instead I was like, like I said, I'm sorry. You're going through a mental illness. I hope you get the help that you need. <laughs> and she went off. She went off. She's like, shut the fuck up. You piece of shit. You're probably a fucking Trump supporter. And then I like, I was like, Oh God. Can you say that line again? Huh? Can you say the lie? Do you said again? Okay. So when she cut like yeah. So you, you she said, said I'm sorry you have a mental I'm illness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have a mental illness. I hope you get the help that you need. Oh and my that God. was it. And that was it. <laughs> oh it was beautiful. That is, it was it's, That's just so yeah. well worded because it's like that's that like that's that sly sarcasm that's like proving a point but it's like in many ways you kind of do want them to seek help and you do know they have a mental illness but at the same time it's trolly and it's like fucking with you 
That is a that that's a quality troll. That's a quality troll. I wish um Alex was on here that one. That's quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh so. God. Yeah. Um, oh God. I I just it, it's. I think we should I, look. I think look everybody everybody that's hearing this everybody on the chat. Um. Thank thank you. Uh. By the way, Mort Morton uh Morton S uh. That was very nice to you. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. Lady being a bitch. I think everybody should. I don't know. I was just like, look, I I opened it. You know what? I think it was because I opened the door and implied that she couldn't open it herself. Right, dude. I've always made that jab at my mother because she's always like. She's she's super liberal and she like voted Hillary and Biden yeah. and she's always like when I don't open doors she for her she goes come on men open the door for me and I'm like you want equality uh, I ain't doing it I thought you guys were all for equality like I do it to just like play and to prove a point but like I'm not like trying to be rude or anything I'm just trying to prove a point but it's like I've always considered that too like. What does a feminist think when a man opens a door for them? Like, what what is this? Yo, how does this scenario play out? Well, now we have an answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. But can I, I think... steal that line too. I'm gonna steal one of your jokes, and can I steal your troll now? Yeah, I I, I hope everybody uses it because, like, literally, it's it's true. Like, it's a way it's troll, but it's like fucking the truth too. Like, look, you, you generally they have a mental illness and you hope they get treatment. And you naturally, of course, I hope, I hope anybody that has a mental illness, yeah. I hope they get treatment. Yeah. Right. And, and like, but <laughs> especially you, like, you know, I just imagine you say this is a face. Like, <laughs> and, and the, the guy at the cashier, he, he, he smirked too. He was like, yes, but I think he was, a guy. He, he, he had to hide it because he was, he was, yeah, was, mask was, on. It was funny. You can hide it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But he was like, it was like, cause you know that nothing good was going to come from that fucking female. So <laughs> that's like, epic. I, I kind of oh. wanted, to, I kind of wanted to tip him cause I felt bad. Like I was like, oh, I didn't want to, I didn't want him to be, to have that rough of a time. But like, dude, they just, so many so many mentally ill people out there you know we just when we did our sargon event and we had those like radically fucking batshit crazy people like "Ah," screaming at us you know i was trying to think of so many clever things to say Mm -hmm. and so many funny things or like i i ended up just going like the killing them with kindness thing like oh thank you guys for coming have a nice night darlings and like moved on but like Mm -hmm. if i had said that dude Oh my god, I w- yeah. Oh my god, dude, I think we would have had riots. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't have yeah. a building anymore. Venue would be gone. Yeah. Oh god, I wish I'd said. We want like I was. I remember we were talking. We were talking um about getting like a megaphone. Yes. Just to just, just to get like like some of these protesters that were there, just to like troll these. <laughs> troll these protesters like nice that's really nice pink hair okay where did you get the dye from target <laughs> like, 
Like just, just got just. Did your reparations pay for that pink hair? Yeah. Trump is the greatest president ever. He has survived COVID, and he will also survive you. Ah, even he, even Ebony Perkins says, "I always say thank you. You are too kind." As I look him in the eye, yeah, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Um, I, yeah, I just like, I, I, I just, I, we really prepare some of these, you know, like when we do a counter troll or a counter protest, and we troll them. We need to like have some prepared ones because you gotta have some solid ones. I know when Sargon was him speaking of Sargon, he was megaphoning some people once. He had some killer ones. Like I mean there were some really good ones that I don't know if he thought them on the spot, but they were killer. Um and one and this all brings me back to something I was gonna mention too, it's one of my other points I brought. Matt Gates tweeted out recently a line that I've kind of heard before, but I think he said it well and it's very simple and sums up the difference between the two sides now. The radical left's movement is utterly devoid of any joy. Yeah, it's such an important utterly part. Devoid. Yeah, of they're ca- they cancel they're canceling fun stand up comedians. They're canceling. That's fun. all you need they to don't know. Want fun. That's all you need to know. Yeah, they're yeah. canceling stand up comedians. That's right. Those are the people that get paid to provide joy to whoever comes see them in the show, right? Mm-hmm. You're killing them off, right? Killing the vibe. Buzzkill. Yeah. You know? You're canceling. Fun is canceled. Like so and, many people enjoy it, and you're killing it. And that's why people, like, we always talk about the Milos, Gavins, Loomers, Alex Joneses of the world. The reason they are awesome is because they are joyful and having fun while doing this. And I brought up that thing um, of all people, Nick Fuentes has said last week, where I said, look, guys, you can... Everybody can learn from this lesson the power of positivity, the power of joy, the power of laughter. Those things are what get you far, and Trump embodies them. And you notice when Trump is at his lowest and when he's not firing all the cylinders and he's not hitting the notes as hard as well as he would normally, it's always when there's a lack of joy or humor or positivity. It's always the case, but he's also the man that can just plow through any shit. And that's what's his resilience and um, perseverance is what's amazing here's the clip too I'll post this in chat I remember Trump mocked this because like how could you not I mean how could you not um, I remember this so well from 2016 I'm going to post this in chat when Hillary showed her true colors and started barking barking at Republicans I love the CBS headline here I, like this is CBS news this isn't Fox this isn't Breitbart, CBS News titles this video, Hillary Clinton literally barks at Republicans. Hey, that the Great Recession was, call, was caused by too much regulation on Wall Street. They actually say that. You know, I remember when, you know, I, I've, been, I've supported my husband through all of his races in Arkansas. And I, I, one of my favorite, favorite political ads of all time was a radio ad rural Arkansas, where the announcer said, wouldn't it be great if somebody running for office said something, we could have an immediate reaction as to whether it was true or not? Well, we've trained this dog. And the dog, if it's not true, he's going to bark. And then the dog was barking on the, on the radio. <laughs> and so you know, people were like barking at each other for days after that. I, I'm trying to figure out how we could do that with the Republicans. You know, 
We need, we need to get that dog and follow, follow him around. And every time they say these things, like, oh, you know, the Great Recession was caused by too much regulation. You know? Oh, God. I, I think we could, we could cut right through a lot of their, uh, you know, their claims. Like, Jesus. Don't. So cringe. Oh, that is so cringe. That is so cringe. <laughs> and the fact that, that she is, and the fact that she is as ugly as a dog, and then she's barking on top of that is uh. like just. It's just perfect. It's perfect. And the, the, the you know it's more perfect. I think we are going to be respected. I think this is the clip. Um, it happened after that. Uh, yeah, Trump's comedic timing is fucking. I uh, just on point. There was a rally, and I'll play the clip. I won't spoil it, but I'll just play the clip actually. Again, we're not respected. Our leader's not respected. Our leader's not respected. Obama's not respected. Hillary Clinton is a joke. If she gets in, she's like a joke. You know, I turned on last night. I'm sure you saw it. I'm watching television, and I see her barking like a dog, right? No, she's barking like a dog. And everyone's saying, oh, wasn't that wonderful? Wasn't that wonderful? Isn't that cute? Isn't that great? If I ever did that, I would be ridiculed all over the place. I won't do it. I'm not going to imitate her. But she's barking like a dog and they're saying, wonderful, Trump does it. Believe me, you'd read about it. What's wrong with Trump? So there'll be no barking. We have ISIS and we got to do something about ISIS because these are people chopping off heads of Christians. They're chopping off heads of anybody, frankly, and we got to knock the hell out of them. We're going to knock the hell out of them. We have to. We have to. We have to. We shouldn't have been there. Well, and Obama shouldn't have gotten us out the I'll way we got out, okay? If our politicians went to the beach and did the guy, terrorist. Oh, this is not the clip. Okay, I need to find the clip. It's so fucking funny. Um, Trump, let me find this shit. It is like really funny. Um, okay, here it is. I found it. Yeah. Oh God, what's I, this I, ad? It's, it's, <laughs> I just. I love I love like like sometimes when I out of investments when I'm bored in the United sometimes Kingdom. I like to great watch great, great uh, things. And the thug you remember Trump videos, thug life Trump videos and they all went mm -hmm. and yeah. as you yeah. know the UK oh took a big vote they took a like, big vote like his early campaign a... stuff yeah you could you oh it's, it's, Hillary, it's just, is that you? Rich. I mean, we, we're used to it now, but like, it, it was just like, I, I, I used to love it. Like, and then some of the thug, like some of the thug life drops oh where you go God. after like the reporters. The, uh, oh, I forget. I, I can't even like, I, I wish I could, I wish I could uh, repeat some of the stuff that he says but it's like it remember it's so that funny. one time i just saw the video come up here remember when there was that like fancy dinner thing i don't know what the fuck it was where there was a bunch of these like elitists and trump and hillary were there and mm -hmm. there was a um they each gave like speeches and trump roasted hillary like i had one of those lines where like um i i, I think he said like hillary bumped into me earlier today and she said, pardon me. 
and you know it was like joking on the whole uh lock her up thing and um there was like a bunch of other jokes he made too they were so funny like he made jokes about the meat but like he just like scorched the elite oh i found the clip i found the fucking clip this is the funniest fucking thing um i'll play it on the stream but i'll post in here so you can play it it's so fucking funny it was right after that barking incident it's Hillary. I forgot it wasn't Trump. It was like one of his supporters. I love when he laughs. Oh my god. That's when you know you did a good one, is when Trump yeah. laughs. Yeah. Amazing. It's, What's that, dog? I mean, it's Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it's, when the I remind you in the moment when the guy at the one Hillary la- rally when she was like saying she was like reading Milo Yiannopoulos headlines and he just goes Pepe like and this is a, that's the difference. Ultimately, that's the difference between Trump and some of these other candidates. So like, you, you know, even even though like, OK, so, but but even then, it's like the, the, the crowd work he does. A lot of it, a lot of his work. Your he does favorite is, Wawa Sizzly varieties. It's like it's like even even when you look at some of the, the, the campaigning by like Hillary or Obama or whatever, it's very it's a script. They they. There, there's a little bit of off the cuff, but they're staying within the script, like mostly within the script. Yeah, like you could tell most of most of what Trump does is just completely genuine, completely off the off the cuff, and it's just like it's a natural it's a natural connection with the you know with with the fan base, and I like. These are racist. It's just, she argued there it, are it's, it's, it's more of a joy to see because it's like, you know, I don't want to like, if you're, if you're going to interact with an individual, it's like, no, I, I want to like, it's just, it's just better to see people that are just interacting the with the people per se. And it's like, you, you could tell when somebody has a script published. and it just doesn't feel right. And mm-hmm. like, and I think really, I, I think Trump, I mean, I, I would say Trump has changed the game when, when it comes to, campaigning but i don't know if there's ever going to be somebody like trump in that regard yeah ever again i i just i don't know if it's like yeah birth control makes women unattractive and crazy (laughs) i'm playing that part where she did her alt-right speech hillary clinton you know she was trying to tie Trump to the alt right and white nationalism. He's trying to try Steve Bannon to. She's reading like Bannon because she's talking about Bannon. She's reading some Breitbart headlines. She's like, and here are some of the headlines: birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. <laughs> it's just a Milo headline. Hoisted high. Like birth control makes women unattractive and crazy. Like that's just it's it's comedy. It's not like it's not like a real headline. (laughs) Oh my god! Like that, and that's what people like like, and that's the problem that people like like either. Clinton accused. So I I have to ask Sean if if, was it 
did the left legitimately think that what Milo was saying was serious or were they just trying to fish for a net were they just trying to fish for a negative reaction Mm -hmm. like that that that, that's what i'm at like because because obviously we know that like when Milo was at Breitbart or whatever, he was like, like the, the most of it was just humor. Like most of the stuff, like with the articles and stuff were, there were humor. It was, it was humor. provocative. It wasn't really, yeah. Was trying to make a point, fun, but it was funny. It was funny. like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't like, but, the, but it was like, did, did the left think that he these was, are racist ideas, that these race baiting ideas, when he was writing anti-Muslim, anti-immigrant, did they think he was serious when he was writing them, or, did they, or was it like, were they just trying to fish for like something to play the victim card on? Mm-hmm. Like The emerging racist ideology uh, known I, as the alt-right. You can never tell, because but this is what I'm saying, like the left is just crazy. Like the, the left, the fringe left are just stone cold fucking nuts. And I, I just. I... Did you ever see the clips of um, when Alex Jones in 2016 had this contest of. For, he was giving like fucking rewards to people that would wear a Bill Clinton is a rapist shirt at like and get it on TV. Like, if you got on TV, like, if you were in a shirt, you'd get, like, a prize. And mm. if you shouted, Bill Clinton is a rapist, and it picked up on a mic on live TV, like, you'd get a um, prize for it. Some of the funny shit. <laughs> Alex Jones is, is my spirit animal. Yes, he is the man, Mortis. By the way, the volunteer I was with today is a fucking info warrior made my day when I mentioned Alex Jones. He's like, yeah, I watch him too. I'm like, you're an info warrior. He's like, I'm an info warrior. I'm like, I am too. Yeah, it was it was cool. But I think this is the one. Let me find it. There because there were a bunch of these people. So like there was that one on Fox News when um <laughs> they were doing one of the morning shows and this guy like jumps over like the like I think it's like one of the gates. He's like, "Bill Clinton's a rapist. Bill Clinton's a rapist." And you hear like Tucker Carlson like laughing his ass off as like the other Fox hosts are like scared shitless. I'll find that one, but I think this one, um, I'll post it now. There's one where like Bill Clinton says a line and the guy injects it like the perfect time. I don't know if this is the one, but let's play it. That's not the the funniest one, but that one's so fucking funny. Oh my god! Here's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Infowars.com. Like what the? (laughs) Like you knew it was coming from like Jesus. Oh, this is the one. This is the best one. This is the one that makes me just like cry with laughter. Oh my god. That we need, nobody can dispute the fact (laughs) that we need. (laughs) Oh yeah. 
Nobody can oh dispute the God. fact that you're a rapist. That you're a rapist. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Info warriors oh. are out there. Nobody can dispute the fact oh. that we need. <laughs> oh, I wish we had. I wish we had that again. Like I know. Joe, Joe Biden. You know what? We sh they they should they should start doing that again. Like the second. I know. But that, but, but but the problem is. Thank you. The problem is he just hangs out in his fucking it. basement. Yeah, you can't heckle him. There was that one guy that heckled him when he was like delivering. Joe Biden was like giving somebody pizza, and he heckled him. I was getting all excited. I'm like, oh, here we go. Pizza gate. Yes. Thank you. you gotta feel sorry like, for him. Thank you. Oh my god, that is just so the, the timing. Nobody can deny the fact, and he like gives a pause. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and you just gave him an opening. He took it. <laughs> Nobody can dispute that. That's like you. That's like you. That like you're the offensive need. line, and you just gave up. You just put a hole for a running back to go right through. It's okay. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh that that was one of those things that gave me like again more mad respect for Alex Jones. It's so funny. Um, let me find the Fox one. They do know how to protest. Like, oh, they ultimately, oh my God. they are the kings of protest. Like you, kings you of like activism. these, yeah, they, these, these are the activism kings of the world. I just like, I, uh, I look at black lives matter. I look at all these weirdos. It's like, not, it's just God, weird shit that they all... do. Like, they're just, uh, I don't know, like that barking shit. I'm like, oh my god, that's awful. Like, it's cringe. It's so cringe. This one's funny too. This one's funny because Tucker's reaction is great. That's when you know Tucker's one of us. Tucker's an info warrior. Out the red carpet, not for Tucker, but for some adorable, adoptable dogs. Every year, the Best Friends Animal Society helps cats and dogs who are stuck in animal shelters find homes. We've got a very exciting young man behind us. Not a Bill Clinton fan. He's a little bit upset, but that's okay. Everything is because we are surrounded by dogs. Oh, jeez. Bill Clinton rapist. Bill Clinton rapist. Tucker's just loving it. Yeah. I was actually, he was actually, he actually handled that incredibly well. Like, yeah. I know. You can see the other two are like, oh shit, what do we do? Where Sucker's like laughing his ass off. Oh my god, what do we do? And he's like laughing. This is inappropriate. That laugh. Yeah, there are compilation clips of this, but like those are some of the highlights. So fucking yeah. funny. I uh see that's how you can do activism in a smart way that's provocative, gets attention, goes viral. It's so good. Yeah, like it was just, it was just interesting. 
I'll, I don't know. I, I always feel, I always felt like it hurt, like the lack of, uh, the lack of campaigning hurt Biden too. Like, I don't think it just hurt Donald Trump. Like, cause people like, like, I mean, cause, cause there's, there's already that negative stereotype with Biden. And it's just like, oh, he's old. He's decrepit. He's kind of hiding in his basement. He's, he's got dementia. He's like, you know, I think, I think he's going to like this. I think this would have been the perfect opportunity for Biden to get out there. But like, but at the same I time. Can tell you that is anybody going to give a shit? I don't know. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's weird. I think it's too late. I think he can, he's going to cover up some ground, but look, Oh, another thing too, I've got to mention back to news. serious talk, um, is that the buying campaign is now going to start knocking doors, which is a big deal because that tells you a bunch of things. Number one, which is that, now the Trump campaigns really got to make sure they are ahead of the game here, which they already are. They've been knocking doors for months, but shit just got yeah. real. It's not smooth. It's not going to be as smooth of a cakewalk as it was. But what it also says is the buying campaign's scared. They know they're they're in a bad situation. They are scrambling to make up ground, literally. Now, the thing I worry about is that Democrats can usually pull out a bigger, stronger ground game. We'll see if they can really do that. Personally, I don't think so because they don't have the enthusiasm. So they're not going to get volunteers. But, but it should not be underestimated. And I think it's interesting now that they have all of a sudden changed their tunes from, oh, we're not doing canvassing to now we're going to start hitting doors. Um, yeah, but it's a big deal. It's a, it's, a, it's a little late to be doing it's to just very start late. doing yeah to just start doing the canvassing very like very late even in 2016 i remember doing it in the summer during my summer semester yeah. at penn state i was knocking doors yeah. they are very yeah. late to this they they announced this with only 33 days left it's a big deal they know they're in trouble in these swing states they're going to start door knocking in Michigan, Nevada, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania. That They're starting this weekend. So this weekend that we just had uh, right now is when they started. Those are the states that are really up for grabs, okay? Michigan, Nevada, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania. Remember those states? Michigan, Nevada, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania. Those are the ones. And then let's think of the ones they're not going to. Hillary didn't go to Wisconsin. She got fucked there. Think of the states they're not going to that they're gonna get fucked in now. Uh, but still, that that's a this is big. Big but small, funny enough. Yeah, Trump campaign says it has knocked one point five million doors in key swing states since June. The Biden campaign has knocked zero. In thirty four days they have to knock one point five million doors. Spoiler alert, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They and can't the catch time, up. Yeah, by the time you knock on 1.5 million doors, if you even think you're going to get that far, uh, you're still going to be behind the power curve grossly. 
grossly. Yeah. And yeah, there's you're fucked. You're fucked. Another statistic on here says uh, the RNC claims that it and the Trump campaign are knocking 2 million doors a week and have hit 19 million doors since they resumed canvassing mid-June. I don't know where the, why there's this discrepancy where it says, here it says 19 million, but uh, at the top here it says the Trump campaign says it's not 1.5 million. Maybe I guess that's not including the RNC. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. quite get that, but still, if it's 1.5 million or 20 million, that's a shit on the ketchup on they're not gonna do it mm-hmm. especially okay if okay trump campaign is doing two million doors a week let's be generous let's be generous and say the buying campaign can knock two million doors a week okay that means they would only be able to knock two four six eight shit eight <laughs> they if i'm gonna be super generous super generous and make it ten they would, by the time Election Day rolls around, they would have only knocked half of what the Trump campaign had knocked prior to 30 days out from the election. Hmm. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Because <laughs> our numbers are just going to keep going up. Like It's at 20 yeah. now. It's going to be at like probably 30 million when Election Day hits. Maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe more. You know, 30 million. And they're just going <laughs> to hit... Here's what I here's here here's the question that I, I ask. Um what is, is there any chance that like that the game changes Again. uh as far or, as far as like the mail and like what's allowed in as far as mail in voting or as far as mm. you know in versus in person voting? Um, because like we're starting to see a lot of these, uh, states are getting reported with the ballots being like lost or thrown away or, um, you know, whatever. Um, if enough of those happen, are we going to get, are we going to see something like, uh, well, screw it. There's no more. There's no more mail-in ballots. You're gonna have to show up in person because, like, no, can't trust they can't do ballots. that because ballots yeah. have already been sent yeah. out and they're already yeah. getting turned in, and absentees are a thing. Um, the one thing I do worry about is the deadlines changing and what they accept and don't accept changing. I, I don't know how all these rules work. I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's really confusing of when they can they keep changing rules, when they can't stop changing rules. It's really weird, but I, I don't quite get it. I hope it goes smoothly. I think in some states it's not going to be too bad. In other states, most states it's going to be a mess. I mean, it's going to be a mess no matter what you do. If you have good rules or bad, mm-hmm. it's going to be a mess because you have just so many to deal with. And I just worry about the ones that get thrown out. I That's the only thing I'm worried about, really. There's a lot of other things that can change and happen. I'm worried about ones getting thrown out. And I'm worried about like what you see in like, the Project Veritas video of mm-hmm. people going around and harvesting them by paying people to apply for ones and stuff like that. So worried about that. And... Um, something else i thought and i can't remember what it was 
Oh, the VP debate. It's coming up this week. Do we think this is going to be, and I guess we're going to close out soon, but do we think this is going to be a more important VP debate than ever before? Uh, it, there, will, there will definitely be a lot more attention on this VP debate than in elections past. Definitely. Definitely believe that. One, because obviously with you know Trump having the having the coronavirus, uh that like that tends to put some a little bit of importance on Mike Pence as far as some people go. Uh and then of course because Joe Biden he's just like a he's a fucking marinette, right? So Cause they see Kamala as the their queen that they're electing here. You know, he's a marinette. He's a, but but Joe Biden's basically a marinette puppet for the far left. And, um, so you, you're, yeah, you're going to have Kamala Harris. Like they're going to pay attention to Kamala Harris and they're going to pay attention to Mike Pence. And like, there's a, there's going to be enough of people. Is it going to be important? Not really, but it's going to be more people are going to tune in now than in elections past just because of the circumstances that surround both candidates. So Mm. that's, that's my opinion. I think actually I've always said the VP debates, you know, I said on the last like couple shows, like they really don't matter. I Mm. think this one definitely matters matters. more. Yeah. Definitely matters more than in previous uh, elections. And it's for Just, two reasons, too. It's because of Kamala Harris being what people are really voting for in many ways and yeah. the attention yeah. on her. And we really haven't seen her in a debate format, so that's a big deal. And secondly is that with all the attention on Trump right now, there's going to be added attention on Pence because think of it this way. Everybody knows Trump's going to make it out, but you still want that strong backup. You know, and so Pence, his importance has heightened, and I think it's it's very. I think people are craving this too. You know, I think they're craving something, especially after the last debate. I think they're craving this because the VP debates tend to be more. I don't want to say substantive, but they tend to be more policy wordy, complex, and shit you're gonna forget. They're not the main spectacle, but. If anybody remembers the last debate with Pence and her and um what's his face? Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine did terrible. Pence just dominated. And even people on the left said, like, yeah, Pence won that debate. And mm-hmm. I think you might see with Kamala and Pence, I really am wondering how it's gonna play out. I think Pence is gonna keep his cool Pence vibe. Like, I don't think Pence will change at all. I think he's going to stay true to himself. Kamala might, she might get nasty. I think she might get real nasty. I think it's going to look bad. But she always has this like sort of giddy, happy image that she tries to make. You know, she's always laughing at herself. I wonder if we're going to see the dark side of Kamala Harris in this debate. That's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, like you kind of just reiterated what I said for the most part. Uh, I, I see it and I, and I do see it too. And 
the prop like because uh, I think the left already like or the left clearly doesn't have you know they're not they're not voting for Biden because they support Biden they don't give two shits about Biden they're doing it because they don't like Trump and they know they're not they, they they know that their guy is creeping up on some sort of dementia they 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 know they're not i mean i mean they're crazy they're not stupid they're crazy but they're not stupid um so they're going to they're going to look a lot at Kamala Harris they're going to like the left and of course you know hey you know the like I said, the coronavirus with, you know, Trump having the coronavirus, some people are going to be looking at Mike Pence and be like, well, you know, if something happens to Trump, you know, that's the guy, you know, and, you know, and, and of course that's not, but I, 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 I don't like anybody thinking like that, but like, that's, you know, that's what people are enough people. That enough people are going to think that to warrant a bigger crowd than in previous elections. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be probably probably the most watched VP debate of all time. I think so too. I, I think, think so, so too. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Really interesting. I think Pence, see like I always, I always prefer Trump style any day, Yeah. but Pence yeah. is a very slick guy. You know, I mean, he knows how to word things the right way and get himself out of any hole the right way. Like, he has this, like, maneuverability that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Not my type of style. I like a blunt, you know, hammer coming in, but he's like a, he's like a needle. He's a chat. He's, uh, Trump is a bowling ball in a china shop and... Mike Pence is more of like a chess tactician. Mm. Like he's like, okay, I'll let, I'll let you, I'll let you have my, uh, I'll let you have my pawn, but I'm going to take out your rook as a result. Like, it's like very, very, you know, all right. It's, it's, I don't want to say boring, but it's very, um, he like waits for the right moments, Mm -hmm. you know, but he's, but it's not the, the, uh, it's it's not taken away from the man though because he's very he knows his stuff he's very hardworking and um probably one of our better vice presidents i think he's yeah. so underrated and underappreciated yeah. well well i mean because what has he done wrong well let's be well let's be real like the whole the whole administration is really underrated oh, yeah. because of trump like trump trump has taken so much and and a lot of this is a positive too like keep in mind i think a lot of this um <clears throat> trump's tweets and this is another reason why i i'm not as opposed to trump's tweets as everybody else is um his character like the stuff that he says and the tweets that he says like you know while people find it some people find it repulsive. Some people find it, you know, you know, wish, wish that he wouldn't do that for me. I, I think, I think it's calculated for me uh, because he allow, he gives, he gives cover 
to a lot of people. Like it, it, it creates this distraction that allows some of the other people, some of the people within his administration to be able to do some of the stuff behind the scenes that normally people aren't. So, cause mo while most people are paying attention to Trump's tweets and what Trump says, a lot of the people that are underneath it and within his administration are taking care of what they have to take care of. Like nobody's giving it like, like they're, you know, for example, um, yeah, some of the stuff that like Trump, Trump was tweeting about during the pandemic, uh, they were going after him with on social media and, and um, like in, in the mainstream media. And all the while you had Jared Kushner building up the stockpile. You had, uh, you had Mike Pence taking care of a lot of the other, like a lot of the um, facil facilitation of a lot of the, you know, uh, making sure people getting the right, getting all the necessary information, the equipment, all this well, stuff. Well, he oversaw like, the task like, force. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but, but there are people right now in our government that are getting in the way just to fuck with Trump. Oh yeah. But so by by him making these tweets, by him making these, he's he's creating, he's almost creating a distraction for them. While behind the scenes, other stuff's in play. So. And, and I, so I'm okay with it. Like if, because the, these these crazy people on the left can't help themselves. Once they see Trump's tweet, they lose their shit. They can't <laughs> help it. They're addicted. Like they're in their head. They're fucked in the head. Mm -hmm. That's how they operate. So why not use it against them? Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing too, I want to mention a couple things. Um. Remind me of my story I want to tell, so I'll tell it at the very end because it's, it's a very nice positive story to end on. Um, mm -hmm. For those who don't know, the debate uh, that's coming up on the 7th, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, stay before my birthday, uh, Pence Harris will sit farther apart during VP debate in Utah next week. They're going to sit 12 feet apart instead of 7. That was a request made by the Biden campaign, which the debate commission approved of. Another request by the Biden campaign was that Biden, uh, the Pence and Harris stand for the debate rather than sit, but that was denied. I don't understand that. I'm going to give multiple things I don't understand here. Because I noticed last time the VPs sat, and I guess it's a tradition. They Wait, no. I saw uh, Palin and uh, Biden stood. Why is the Biden? I, I guess the Biden campaign wants to stand to show that, oh, he's... He isn't Sleepy Joe. He's actually really, really healthy. I don't get why they, why the debate commission denied standing. Like, why are they sitting? I don't quite get that. Mm, I mean, not saying it's good or bad. I'm just, I just don't understand. Well, what's the reason for it? Uh, well, I mean, there was a couple of there's a there's been a couple of vice presidential debates that have been seated. Yeah. There's never been a presidential one that way. No, but but again, as we said ourselves, most people don't give a shit yeah. about the vice presidential candidate. Oh yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to mention too. This has been mentioned before, but um, we talked about it on the show. But 
Do you would you know a report you would really like? You probably already know about her is Laura Logan, who mm-hmm. I think is one of the best reporters out there right now. We used to be on sixty minutes and did great work there. And she was doing one story there where she got she was in Egypt during the Arab Spring mm-hmm. and she got gang raped during that. Pretty horrific, traumatic thing. I mean, I remember when that happened. I remember the interview she did with 60 Minutes when it happened, too. And now she's on Fox after making... She was on this podcast where she basically blasted the media, calling them propagandists. She's very smart, knows her shit. Uh, Very, very, very good reporter. She has a great um, tweet here from a headline from The Federalist. Um, this is great for a lot of reasons, but I, I really want to highlight, and we've talked about this before, so this isn't breaking news, but the way it's worded is great. White supremacists who organize Charlottesville race riots endorses Joe Biden. This is, of course, when Richard Spencer endorsed Joe Biden. I love this because, I want to be careful with that, I don't love white supremacists, obviously, I hate them, awful people. What I do love is this headline because if people people forget us one o'clock's back to biden's announcement of running for president he based his whole campaign on the charlottesville fine people hoax that trump called the people in charlottesville the nazis and the racists and all that fine people when he was talking about just the protesters and he condemned the white nationals and the white supremacists and this also comes as they claim Trump didn't condemn white supremacists in the debate. Now, I love this headline because it just throws all that out the window and fucks with it. White supremacists, okay, so the first two words are the people that Trump supposedly con- didn't condemn, who organized Charlottesville. This is the event the Biden campaign is saying that Trump uh, endorsed and loves, um, and that Biden's campaign was built on this lie. Race riots, that is what Black Lives Matter has been doing for the past few months, and people hate it. And then endorses Joe Biden. That's the big stinger at the end. The white supremacist who organized the Charlottesville race riots endorses Joe Biden. It's just so perfectly worded. Scott Adams retweeted it, and man, it's just it just shows you how fucked this world is, how big of a clown world it is. When... The guy who's basing campaign on this hoax literally gets endorsed by the guy who w- organized that fucking rally. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, apparently SNL's making fun of uh, Trump for getting COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I... Literally the only good thing SNL has done in as long as I can remember was bring Eddie Murphy back for that one night. And he was amazing. SNL is now just garbage. SNL is just cheering Trump having COVID. This isn't comedy. It's conformist track. Yeah. I mean, I mean, SNL hasn't been funny either, let's be honest. Yeah. But I think we all needed a break. Isn't that satisfying? <sighs> Just not to hear his voice for a single goddamn second. Yeah. 
Jim Carrey is gone Let's off the rails. <laughs> now, Chris, could I speak direct? You can trust. Just imagine if it did. Okay. Now I'll unpause him. Antifa. Nope, can't do it. See, and they're like, look, he un look. There's this like clip from SNL. I'm watching it too, where he like un. It's like Jim Carrey's by, and he's like pausing Trump, and then he unpauses him. He goes Antifa, and then pause, pause him again, and people laugh. I, like, I won't say it pisses me off, but like, it shows the left doesn't take. They don't know what Antifa is, or they they love it and they encourage it. And they're like, haha, you right wingers think Antifa's bad. Haha. Ha. It's not. They're anti fascist. Even though we all know they're a terrorist organization. It's just like they're making light of a terrorist organization. It's like, fuck. People are so tone deaf. God. Morris in the chat. Going at it again. Uh, Alex Jones is the man. Yes, he is, sir. He got lots of God videos of people yelling at Bill Clinton. Appearances that he's a rapist. Bill would stop dead in his tracks. Fucking 100%. That's why we were playing them. I just got an InfoWars mask. Good on you, sir. Wore it for the first time today. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I bet you got a lot of hate for that. <laughs> Maybe more hate than if you wore a MAGA mask. Um, Tucker is an InfoWarrior. He used to hate Alex back in 2012. When I talked to him in Iowa during the primaries, but since he visited Alex in studio and apologized, and he's been on our side since. I think I've heard that story before, too. That's pretty amazing. Tucker's got a pretty open mind. It's pretty good on him. But yeah, I think everybody's opinion of Alex has changed. For good and bad, mine has gone for the good. Alex is a hero. Patriot. Hmm. Hmm. So apparently, uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter protesters are, well, we're not calling them protesters anymore. No, they're rioters, rioters, they're thugs. Uh, launched fireworks inside a Starbucks. What the fuck? Well, see, that's actually funny. You want to know why? Mm -hmm. Because it's their fucking, like, that's their recruitment hub. Remember when Not Gay Jared infiltrate antifa they met at a fucking starbucks mm -hmm. that's like their home turf why are they blowing up their home turf it's corporate man actually because i mean it'd be more consistent if they uh, said that antifa rejects capitalism that's one of the one of the things one, one of the principles that they stand against is capitalism Mm -hmm. Antifa does so, and obviously, Starbucks is one of the uh, one of the visuals of American capitalism because there's like a fucking Starbucks everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, wait, is this true? Apparently, yeah. Chris Rock on Saturday Night Live said Trump is in, is in the hospital of COVID. My heart goes out to COVID. Wow. Mm. Okay. Wow. That's okay. that's pretty. That's pretty bad. I guess supposed to be a joke. I mean, I don't find it funny. 
and I kind of know what the undertones are. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it's it's not. Uh, I mean, Saturday Night Live is it's no longer really funny. It's it's just like a. It's just a. It's like a pol. It's like political indoctrination. Like. It's it's not worth watching anymore. It really isn't. And, and like it hasn't been funny for years. Hasn't been like. Like. E even when Jim like like watching Jim Carrey like watching Jim Carrey try to make like Im impersonate Joe Biden, he wasn't anywhere close to impersonating Joe Biden. Like it was, I saw the more Jim were, Carrey than Biden. Yeah. I, I, I like the jokes were funny. I mean, they just weren't funny. I, I mean, and, and I'm always like, look, if you're going to make fun and, and I'm always like, look, if you're going to make fun of Trump, great. It better be fucking funny. Right. Steven Crowder does a funny Trump impersonation. Right. Um, there's been a couple of them. There's been a couple of them out there. Um, but the, but it has to be funny like mm -hmm. because because so many there's so many people that do it like there's so many people that do presidential imitations like so you need to be funny like Alec Baldwin's Trump impersonation is fucking terrible yeah i mean it's fucking terrible like nobody's really done a good trump Steven Crowder does a good trump he does a good trump yeah this is decent yeah yeah the best one, I think. Steven Crowder does the best Trump version, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe I mean because he knows Trump and he, like he does, he takes time to do his to actively do his man some of the mannerisms and yeah. just kind of try to make it funny or whatever. And it, and it is, and it is, and uh, but I just like I Alec, I don't know what the fuck Al Baldwin. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like it just like. It's just terrible. Yeah, I'm reading this article. They've already been talking about Chris Rock's um, opening sketch and his monologue. And, oh, God. They're talking about the whole show. Okay. So it said, after Jim Carrey's Joe Biden paused the cold open debate sketch to celebrate, quote, science and karma, unquote, that led to this moment. God. They've literally like this might be one of the worst SNLs ever. They're literally like I don't even want to say joking, but they're all these have undertones of haha Trump got COVID, haha he deserves it. I hope he dies, haha he he we're so funny, haha Trump's yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, it's just yeah. Awful. I mean, I mean, yeah, and it's like it's like I I. Like, and I've and I've always kept this golden rule of comedy, right? If if you're gonna if you're gonna be really fucked up, in it's gonna the be content, really fucking funny. It better be funny, right? Or else you're just an asshole. You're not like, yeah, yeah. You so like this other like, joke. At least Chris get Rock. it right. At least get the fucking Biden shit right. Like get yeah. the you know get the dementia part right. Get the fucking like that you forget shit. Like you know some of the stuff that's out there on Twitter and stuff. Like at least you got material to be able to yeah. You know, but but of course you know they've got their 
you know, they're ho- they're whores for the Democratic Party. Mm. And, well, and that's what uh, what did uh, Chris Rock do at the end of it? You gotta vote. You gotta vote. We've got to take this seriously. We've got to get out there. We've got to go vote. But they don't want us to vote. The government does not want uh, you to vote. Not true. Why do I know they don't want you to vote? Because election day is a Tuesday in November. If this show was Tuesday Night Live, it would have gotten canceled in 1975. Uh, the one, like, see, here's like another, like, more edgier joke that I think goes over better. He says, um, uh, where is it? He goes, I think uh, everybody in this audience has been checked in all week. And I've said, I've had things going up my nose every day I come in here. I haven't seen so much uh, stuff go up my nose since I shared a dressing room with Chris Farley. <laughs> it's like, see, that that's more, you know, yeah. it's more where you want to go. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Like, like, I could see that being funny. Like... I think that's my that might be the only joke. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations out of all like like your show is what, two hours and you got one fucking joke? Yeah, I just think look, he's the president of the United States and people keep forgetting that. They they still see mm-hmm. him as Trump, not President Trump. And I'm not the one that says like, Oh, you gotta respect authority and you can't say this, you can't do that, you can't talk about this. I'm never that person. But in the context we're in, these aren't jokes. This is stupid, nasty, like, shit that they're just pulling. You know, science and karma, and my heart goes out to COVID. Like, dude, fuck off with that. Like, fuck off. Say something funny. Like, you could go this round and still be funny. Like, you know actually who did that? I I have a great one. I actually have a great one. It's from our boy Milo, of course. Um, he had a really good one actually. I think it was like it's it's the best way to do this sort of thing. He said, uh this is what Milo say, he said, Not sure how I feel about Trump dying. On one hand he'll go down as the undefeated god king. On the other he'll start voting Democrat again. <laughs> See that's yeah, good, yeah. you know. He, I mean, he always had that joke like, "Why did the dead always vote Democrat?" You know, it's mm-hmm. like that's, that's see, that's funny. I mean, it's obviously yeah. gonna play more to maybe a Republican audience, but yeah. it's still funny. Mm. Chris Rock brutally rose Trump. Mm. In All right. Yeah, I guess we gotta shut her down soon, don't we? Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. All right. Well, to the people still listening. Yo, Radio Freedom is still listening. Antifa slash BOM yeah. like to commit crimes where they can get away with it, hence Starbucks and damn cities. Not a bad point. Yeah, pretty good point. Not pretty a good bad point, point indeed. All right, let's bring up the YouTube studio because we're going to lock this bitch down. I lo- that reminded me of that one line that I thought was funny during the debate when Trump is, like, talking about shutdowns and Biden's talking about shutdowns, like, of the country. And then Biden starts interrupting Trump, and Trump goes, he's like, and we need to shut down the country, uh, or we need to stop uh, shutting down the country. And then Biden starts interrupting and goes, I'm going to shut you down for a second. <laughs> 
<laughs> so good. Mm. So good. Alright. So anyway, guys, um been a long night, I know. More updates on the president's health will be coming out tomorrow and we'll be retweeting it. So like, share, subscribe, follow the channel, uh, follow us on Twitter, all that jazz at Versa News Media. Links are down in the description. Follow at Pluffy Phil, at Donnie the Don, at Sam uh, underscore NWGC. I think that's his handle. It's all in the fucking description. You can't click a few extra buttons if you go down to it. Well, I guess you're not going to follow them anyway. But that's your loss. I'm sorry, you're missing out on the fun. But like I said, like, share, subscribe, follow us, and you can stay up to date on all the shenanigans. Any last words from you, Phil? Later, Gators. <laughs> That's the best way to end it. Thank you, guys. As always, good night, and pray. Have our thoughts and wishes with our great president, your favorite president, Donald J. Trump. And as always, wash your fucking hands.